You are listening to We're Going Streaming Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at going underscore streaming, on Instagram at We're Going Streaming, and like us on Facebook at Going Streaming. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Neck Pillow Culture Club, also known as We're Going Streaming. <laughs> uh, the only one of us who doesn't have a neck pillow here is my lovely host, uh, Brian. Hey, two-thirds of us have completed Barbenheimer. <laughs> and then my, also my fellow neck pillow enthusiast, Matthew. That's right, and I also completed Barbenheimer. <laughs> I said two-thirds of us. That's fine. Yeah. I don't need to, no, uh, I just. Oh, you were about who, You left it up for mystery. Who, I was trying to. Who you know. said? Who said that I had to complete Barbenheimer? Who said? Someone tell me. Um. No, you. You don't. I would just. No. The only people that really have to do it are people with a podcast and a segment called Pop Culture Pop. That's true, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, I don't want to, and you can't fucking make me. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> it's not for you. Exactly. It's not for me. It's for yeah. the content. And honestly, you know what? This makes for better content because it's like <laughs> I'm just being a stubborn ass and just don't want to go see the movie. That was an incredible segue <laughs> on what I wasn't even fucking talking about. <laughs> exactly. <No>. You know? <laughs> also, for just... you fla- also, flask enthusiasts, everyone, if you got a flask, please be drinking from it. Oh, God. Yeah, I got to say... Uh... I saw Minota had, had posted something on the Instagram about UBU, and it was like a flash thing. And I, I, I felt bad for a second, so I thought about apologizing to Pat, but no, I still think it's weird that you're drinking from a flask in your house. And you will never get me to uh, stop. No, just like we'll never no. get you to see Barbie, apparently. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, we had a nice big... We had a nice big blow up in our main group chat with our, with our, two of our other friends, and they uh, they weren't super happy with me, and they didn't like how dismissive I was, which is fair. Yeah. I was a little I was yeah. a little too dismissive. I yep. I will full fully admit I was a little too dismissive about it, but well, and even worse, it felt like you were being dismissive dismissive just to be like all fucking Stephen A. Smith about it or some shit, <laughs> like just like for the take. You were like, mm, like what's Barney? Yeah. See, but that's yeah. the thing. I wasn't going for the take. I just didn't want to. I just don't want to go see the movie. That's fine. <laughs> don't. That's and I won't. We don't want you to. That's fine. Hey, you should go see it. You know, I, have a, I was thinking. You know, what I was thinking about today. I have what? a question. Who cuts the grass in Barbie Land? Uh, I'm assuming a Ken. <laughs> I'm assuming a Ken does. Well, that wouldn't really uh, see if you saw if you saw the movie. Or no, it's an Alan. And Alan, Alan does. Mm, see if you saw the movie, you would know. See, it's groundskeeper no... Barbie. Hmm. All right, moving on. You know uh, Alan you know <clears throat> and Ken, but you won't see the movie. Yeah, just because I you didn't... know all the <laughs> because Michael Sarah has been like announces Alan fucking everywhere. I think they had an article about him. They had <laughs> watched Barbie. <laughs> he saw it, and you're just purposely not yep. saying it because you want oh my an argument. No. That's not it at all. If I wanted an argument, I would bring up every reason why I hate fucking Wes Anderson. If I really wanted an argument. No, they, Pete, everybody well, already he, heard that. We did that for yeah, like yeah. 90 minutes. That's already done. <laughs> yeah, and, and but I've got more arguments. Starting with his stupid fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> he does look weird. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. He's a weird yeah. looking guy. 
His love Even of Jason like Schwartzman is also unhealthy. He's no Luke Wilson's hair, that's for sure. You know what? Yeah. Luke, well, Luke Wilson's hair is magnificent, and I really wish we did more. they did more comedies with Luke Wilson and Owen Wilson in them. Oh, like together? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty much just the couple Wes's, right? And that's it. Yeah, a couple Wes's. Two? And I, think, I think they're in I think Oh, they're no, they did... Are the movie that I had mentioned. Owen Wilson's not in old school. No, oh, he might make a so. cameo. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But uh, Wendell Baker's story, they're in that together. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which I mentioned. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Just saying. Not bad. Yeah, fair enough. It's not bad. Check it out. It's probably, not a Wes it, Anderson film. It probably easily grossed over $500 in the theater. Oh, easily. Which, lead, that's a good segue, Brian. Let's lead us nice. into our next theme. Our latest theme for this episode was uh, movies that grossed less than $500 in domi- U.S. domestic o- box office. We have to note that because oh, the rest yeah. of the, uh, for, this, for, for this exercise, the rest of the world does not exist, just the U.S. Right. For this exercise. I'm sorry, yeah. Chad, New Zealand, and to oh, our listeners right. in Germany and, Germany and, and elsewhere. Uh, yeah. Nothing against you, but for, but for this exercise, it has to be the U.S. domestic box office. I'm sorry. Very sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's so. Yeah. <laughs> so, my original pick. I need to note this real quick before we really before we get into our segments and before we get started. Um, my original pick was Zizek's Road. Uh, it <laughs> left. It left streaming. <laughs> yes, I looked it, up the phonetic uh, as well. Yeah, uh, I I looked up the. Uh, we tried. To, it was streaming. It was available for streaming when we originally made the episode. And somewhere between then and recording, it has been removed, so I'm sorry. So we went with a movie called Storage 24. We didn't announce it. That's our bad. So you should watch it after you listen to this episode. Pause the episode. Go watch <laughs> Storage 24 on... I don't know where you guys found yours, but I found mine. Oh, I told you, I think I told you guys I found it. Prime has yeah. an, ex- an extended streaming or like a third-party streaming called yeah. like Monsters and something. I'm very yeah. excited about this. I'm actually... <laughs> yeah. It costs so, extra though, right? It, it's um, it's so, so it's, it's a free, free trial, trial and then I think it's like one of those like seven bucks for a year or something, like a Shutter price kind yeah. of thing. But Shutter kind of dried up on me, so I might check this out and recommend it to someone. Yeah, it I, sounds... This dude I work with who likes horror movies. But oh. all right, sorry. Sounds like this is a perfect uh, neck pillow opportunity for Brian. <laughs> <clears throat> no what? neck pillow. Get a fucking neck pillow. Join the neck pillow culture club. You, yeah. Why you guys? Why don't you guys just? Why don't you save your neck pillows and your fucking home flasks for <laughs> we're going streaming nights? Okay, because this is <laughs> this is the professional podcast, and I'm sick of it. Is this the professional yeah, the podcast? Kinda, I mean, I mean, do people I don't find know. neck pillows comfortable? Because this one, it feels like someone's like trying to choke. Me. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, weak. some people are into, right? Maybe you know. I mean, you know, I've always wanted to be one of those shaming. people that you probably see an... something like that on a '90s erotic thriller. Ooh. 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 A little foreshadowing. A little, for, a little foreshadowing, anyone? Anyway, let's dig right into our segments here. Let's start off with Pat's Pop Culture. Culture pop. 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 Damn, you just like, okay. Yeah, you yeah. just rushed through it. Was I supposed to rush? Well, you know what? Fuck you didn't give guys. us a chance to harmonize. Know, we were going to try and Beach Boys your ass, but you just kind of left us hanging. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, you just well, went like. fine. <laughs> you know what? Just go fine. ahead. You know what? Fine. Fuck you guys. You went like full branded flowers <laughs> on us. 
No, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> just because Brandon, just because Brandon Flowers is a fucking Mormon, and yes, he is. For those of you that don't fucking know, they're Mormons, and they're brothers in Christ, and they're all about brotherly love and peace and shit, and that you know. Oh, that sounds awful. It sounds yeah, it's incredibly it's awful. Terrible. It sounds it's terrible. It's a terrible joke. So don't. So uh, first rule, first adv- piece of advice. Don't piss off the Georgians when they've uh, when they've had their land taken by the Russians. That's the first rule. <laughs> Second rule is uh, don't be like Bradley Cooper wearing Jew face and maestro, pretending to be Leonard Bernstein. Are you? Is he allowed to say Jew I love, face? Like I love that boldly? there's that's what the title. Also, that's what the title. That's what there's that's no. What, that's what he's being called out for is Jew face. That's what it's. But called. there's there's no like he has no reference point to any of these. He's just going. <laughs> Like you didn't even say why he's, he's giving like why his did you go without the like why did you do story. the yeah you didn't like no so, one listening uh, probably knows about the the Brandon Flowers or the Killers thing okay they're like oh they're Mormons them. okay so to start off with uh, the, kill, some the Killers the Killers were performing in oh, the hot. country of Georgia not uh, <laughs> not the state the country of Georgia and they announced that. Uh, you should be you should be making peace with your brothers essentially uh, in with Russians, and the Georgians did not take that well because they have had land taken from them as recently as 2014. Um, <laughs> so, needless to say, the Georgians have no love for the Russians, especially with the current U- war in Ukraine. Uh, so, yeah, Brandon Flowers, you're an idiot. Yeah, I like, your, I like your music, but you're a fucking idiot. There are some uh, really they, good killer songs. They apologized. Awesome. They uh, did put a, like a an apology out, saying like they didn't understand, like the typical PR stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, they have some really good killer songs. Why don't you regale us, Brian? With uh, why don't you regale us with their with Brandon Flowers' uh, murder history? So what I was alluding to when I was mentioned that the other day was is what's known as a bit of an internet urban legend um but maybe some truth the more stuff i hear about brandon flowers but um allegedly he drowned an ex of his possibly female although i've always considered but anyway um you know brothers in christ am i right but um they uh i okay so there's three songs uh, technically four Technically, Mr. Brightside is like the intro to the story, sees the person he cares about with someone else kind of thing. So then the the, the actual first song in the in the Killogy is what it's referred to in the um you know the Reddit threads. But uh <laughs> is um Leave the Bourbon on the Shelf, which is off Sawdust, which is like their B sides album. Um actually fucking great song. It's probably one of my favorite killer songs. But um and that kind of deals with the breakup and uh, you know, and basically, that's like the song. He's like, you know, you can go, just leave the bourbon on the shelf, like for me. Um, like I said, this is a fucking great song. But uh, um, <laughs> the second song, I think, and I mean, I hope I'm getting this right. I didn't look it up again recently. Is Midnight Show, and that's on the first album or the first like big album. I forget what that's called, but um, and that has to deal with the actual drowning. Like he goes out, to, it talks about kind of going out to a beach and they're on a beach and, and it's like real, it kind of gets like really fast and angry and excited. And then the last song is Jenny was a friend of mine, which I think is also still off their, their biggest album. And that kind of is kind of, or... is that what it's called? Yeah. You might be, no, Sam's town, I think was the second one. 
No, I, I think Sound Tones the fourth album. Yeah, I'm talking about the one that had like somebody told me like that album. I think that I think that album has mm. Midnight Show and Jenny was a friend of mine. But anyway, yeah. and then Jenny was a friend of mine is like the regret and kind of the reflection mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. I believe it. Wasn't no, there I also mean, stories where was it Phil Collins? Kubrick directed the moon and Branded Flowers <laughs> killed a bitch. <laughs> and, and then did Phil he kill Collins someone, did he actually kill someone else too? Witnessed a murder. <laughs> <laughs> in the air tonight yes that too yeah witness, that's what they say oh, oh so watch someone drowning oh my god okay in the air tonight here oh me, yeah is about him watching Brandon Flowers drown someone let's get this on the internet <laughs> right now yes awesome let's fucking oh, do it is, I don't know how the up, Reddit. works this on that but deep. listen up Reddit your, new, your latest conspiracy theory I'm doing it this is gonna be my first Reddit post in my life <laughs> <laughs> and let's see where it goes so alright we explained that the Jew face thing. Uh, Bradley Cooper is getting criticism for having a Jew face. I feel uh, wrong for just being on a podcast where Pat's just, you just throwing why? it out. And just like the emphasis you're putting on it. I yeah. feel like you're really excited to say it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like Bill Maher told you you could use the N word. Like, <laughs> this is dangerous right now. No, but it's it's literally the title title of like half the articles is they're calling him out for wearing Jew face uh, in the okay. maestro because he's yeah, Leonard, no, you because he's Leonard uh, he's pretending to be Leonard Bernstein or whatever yeah. in this movie and because he's trying to go for that fucking Oscar win it, like he's been for years. Is it Bernstein or Bernstein? I I've always pronounced <laughs> that it was a Baron Brooks throwback. Okay, or Berenstain. Berenstain. <laughs> the Berenstain the, the Bears. Are those bears Jewish? Like, the Mandela effect. Is it Berenstein? <laughs> or is it Bernstein? Anyway, mo- moving on to other news. Whatever. What's it's probably still going to win a bunch of fucking Oscars. Yeah. But will will it beat Oppenheimer? I don't think so. Oh, Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. pretty sure it's Oppenheimer. Did you watch the movie, God, Pat? Do you just hate Jewish people? Like, what's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Uh, anyway. Anyway, let's talk about the blind side. Uh, the blindside uh, subject, Michael Oher, says the adoption by the <laughs> Tui family was a fucking lie, and he never got any money. He never saw a fucking penny from that movie, and they made $300 million. So tell me now. Tell me now. Is that not oppression of the black man? Oh. I think it is. I think yeah, it is. if true. It's, it's, it's the white guy right. taking advantage of a young, poor black man, and... Fuck those white people. Oh, yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Fuck them. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> right? You got to let it play out, right? The fam- didn't the family come back, though, and say, like, they were e- they were only given, like, $50,000 for the rights to the story, and they divided that up evenly? So, so A. Allegedly. I I guess I if he only got, you know, ten grand or whatever the cut is, I don't know how many people are in this family, but... um. I mean that sucks, but that's just a bad deal on the parents' half. Oh, one hundred percent. They no. should have got fucking royalties or something. Yeah, they should be suing too. <laughs> yeah, if that's, if that's if that's true. Yeah. Also, yeah, Michael. But, uh, Mike, my, also, Michael Orr has yeah. uh, more money than all three of us combined times ten. Maybe I don't know. That's Is fair. he still playing? No, he's. he's I don't more think so. Yeah, he was in Baltimore forever, still. right? Oh. Yeah. Oh, by the way, rest in peace to Alex Collins, uh, the running back. Who did Alex, is this segue you, to the next segment? What just happened? No, no, that was that was just spur of the moment. Does past pop culture pop now include people who died? Are no, you it stealing my <laughs> segment? I'm not trying to. I'm sorry. 
Anyway, am I going to have to talk about Trump now in my segment? <laughs> hey, hey, I, I've kept, hey, I've kept it clean of Trump for a while. So just shh, shh, shh. Until now. <laughs> Until now. Um, no, actually, the next next thing I was going to do was uh, as as it continues the SAG after after straight. The SAG Astra. It's that flask. This is why we don't drink out of flask. (laughs) (laughs) The SAG Astra strike, as well as the writer strike, is continuing. (laughs) Support your writers. Support your actors. Give them, give them, give them what they do. A twenty four. You keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Appreciate you, homies. Uh, And finally, Maui. Let's talk about Maui. Mm. Oh shit. Mm -hmm. The great, the great, uh, the deadliest wildfire in U.S. history. Um, Our heart goes out to those in Hawaii. We love you. We're, anything we can do to help and support you, we will do our best. Um, oh, yeah. Fuck the looters and fuck, uh, fuck well. the tourists going to see that shit. You can go to hell. Um, yeah. That's my, only, that's my only comment on that is fuck the looters. Fuck the tourists that want to go, the spectators that want to go see it. And uh, prayers, thoughts and prayers and money to uh, those that are that lost their homes and lost their lives. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I saw somebody suggest that, like, hey, you know, tourists that paid for, you know, their tickets that they won't get refunded or whatever, that they could still go, but they should just help out. Like, instead of, you know, doing the resort thing or whatever, or mm-hmm. like, hey, can, you know, help out. Oh, you yeah, just, yeah. You, Come you know. fucking clean up Hawaii, you fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah go, yeah, right. go fucking help them out. Don't just sit there on your hands jerking off. Go fucking help them. Huh. Is that what people do on vacation? That was uh, very specific. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, someone <laughs> Remind me not to use a hotel room after you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <sighs> anyway. The, that move, Motel move 6 it. and can't get key, man. That... <laughs> Anyway, uh, besides beating a dead horse, let's move on to Matt's Morbid Minute. Matt's Morbid Minute. Fuck, that was good. That was that good. Was good. Okay. All right. All right. So, yeah, there's a uh, there was actually a string of deaths. <laughs> it's bad when my segment, tough segment is, for you. Yeah. is long. Call- I hate that this uh, became my thing, (laughs) but whatever. Uh, Were they all caused by Brandon Flowers uh, after he dropped them in the bathtub? (laughs) No. Or in the lake? But I think I'm going to butcher all their names like Pat does. Oh, beautiful. Michael O'Hur and Oppenheimer. (laughs) Oppenheimer. Um, In in true Midwest fashion. (laughs) Oppenheimer. Hey, hey, don't you make fun of my uh, (laughs) They had Oppenheimer (laughs) flick. All right, we'll start with a guy born, speaking of Southside, uh, a gentleman that was born in Chicago, uh, William David Friedkin. He uh, was one of the new Hollywood directors, and he was uh, directed the crime thriller French Connection, which is a great film. He won five Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Director, mm-hmm. and uh, also directed the film The Exorcist. That's the best horror movie still of all time, quite possibly. And 
Bug. Nah. <laughs> which starred Michael Shannon. Um, it was a very strange film, but but yeah, he's uh he was eighty seven years old and definitely not, not afraid to drag people through the mud in interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Just look up some uh, some highlights of interviews he's done in the past. That's it's well worth it. Um, especially wasn't he talking shit about Al Pacino or something? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Who gives a shit about Al Pacino? <laughs> I always see people like in like the like the cinephile community or whatever you want to call it talk about that movie like Sorcerer with uh, yeah. Schneider. I've never seen it, and I feel like I probably should. And I feel like no, that's yeah, another his... one of my uh, you know yeah Sorcerer cards on my cinephile card. The Boys in the Band, The Brinks Job, Cruising to Live oh, and Die in L.A. <laughs> and Killer Joe. It was Cruising the one with Pacino where yeah. he's like yeah, okay. and uh, Ellen Barkin, right? Is that like? Is that yeah. like when Ellen Barkin came on the scene and she was like, Karen well, Allen, Karen Allen? Oh yeah, yeah, of uh, Indiana Jones fame. Yeah, yeah. Never actually saw that movie, but there you go. Yep. And now that's on my search history. Um, <laughs> Cruising. Another another big name that sadly passed away was Paul Rubens, <sighs> who is known for well, probably known. By everyone as Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee. Um, started at Groundlings. Did Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Great I think movie. yeah he tr- he tried for SNL but did not uh, did not make it. I guess it's a he's a different comedy different style yeah. of comedy yeah. especially at that time. So he started the Pee Wee Herman show in eighty one, and then uh, Pee- the feature film Pee Wee's Big Adventure, directed so, by yeah. Tim Burton. And, uh, yeah, and then he just, he used that peewee. Of course, everyone's like, oh, my God, he got arrested for indecent exposure. He was jerking it a lot. Theater. Let, yeah. Let the guy I be. mean, in Sarasota, Florida. Like, Yeah, come on. Yeah. What are you, yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do in Florida? Right. In Sarasota, Florida, of all places, too. I mean, yeah. fuck that place. Yeah. That's, fuck he, Florida. Yeah, I mean, he must fuck, have been a. Fuck Florida. According general, to Pat. Right. According to Pat, he was probably on vacation. <laughs> so... Hey, he might very well have been on vacation. No, he might very maybe. well have been on vacation. So um, why are you mocking me when it's probably fucking true? I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm not mocking you. I, I mean that's what you said. Um, another one mm-hmm. that uh, kind of went under the radar was uh, until kind of Pat brought it up was Clarence Avant. He was an American music. Uh, executive businessman and film producer who also went by the name of the Black Godfather. That's dope. It's actually kind of a badass name. That's dope. That's a great name. <laughs> uh, but he started the avant-garde broadcasting. And one of the things he uh, he's known for, for executive producing, is uh, Save the Children, which was filmed at Operation Push Black Expo in Chicago. It was a documentary Back in the seventies, um, but yeah, it, uh, depicted performances of black top black entertainers with footage depicting blacks, especially children in various conditions, including war ravaged and malnourished refugees. It premiered at the Apollo Theater in Harlem. I've actually I've never seen that. No, I've never um, heard of it. That sounds but worth sounds seeing. Like <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and he received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2016. Nice. He died in, on August 13th, and he was 92 years old. 
nice. He lived a good so life. So that was a hell yeah. That was a long hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. Hell to the yeah. All right, calm down. Did I mention when Paul Thanks, Rubens? Clarence. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't mention Paul Rubens' age. He was uh so he died July thirtieth, twenty twenty three, and he is seventy years old. Ooh. Um feel like we could so the, gave, feel like we could have gave Pee Wee another ten years. Yeah. At least another decade. He still looked good for seventy two. That's he that's did. impressive. I also want to throw in since we brought him back up, um oh, seven, he's seventy also. I know I, I did a um social media post of his role in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, which he's fucking amazing in. And um but when uh his performance in Blow, remember? As like oh, that's uh, right. yeah. the early like drug dealer they hook up the the guy they yes. start buying coke or start buying pot from. Oh man, he's fucking great in blow. <laughs> he was also in uh I think he was as Pee Wee in uh, well one of the Cheech and Chong one of the Cheech and Chong movies. Uh, I can see he that. Was, yeah. I don't know if you guys ever I can see that. I forget what up in smoke yeah. or something. Yeah, one of yeah, whatever. It's when uh Chong was hanging out with Cheech's uh cousin who was <laughs> just like Cheech and blonde like a blonde hair or whatever. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Jesus. Of course. <laughs> Something like that. Um, but back to Clarence Avant. So I think he was a, a big part of uh, Sussex Records, which was mentioned in a documentary called Searching for Sugar Man, which I think it won an Academy Award in 2012. Um, and the subject of that story, which is basically about how this guy, well, the guy that passed away, Sixto Rodriguez, um, he kind of lived a normal life and then uh, like was a musician back in the 70s and didn't realize, but he was like huge in South Africa. Like a lot of, you know, with protests, they used his songs as like protest songs kind of. Nice. Um, really good documentary. I, I recommend anyone see it. And he's also just a great singer. Um, but yeah, Sixto Rodriguez passed away uh, August 8th. And he was 81 years old. And then that finally brings, we'll wrap it up with another musician. Um, the late, great Robbie Robertson. Uh, if you don't know him, he was a member of the band. Um, he actually, I believe he, yeah, he wrote The Wait, which is like probably their most popular song. Um, the Night They Drove Old Dixie Down, which is another one. It's up on Cripple Creek. Song. All yeah, great songs, all sung by Levon Helm. <laughs> yeah, but still, right? Yeah, fantastic. But he, Martin he Scorsese's roommate. Yeah. yeah, so that's the thing. Yeah, he was uh, good friends with Scorsese, and uh, they, of course, both put their minds together and uh, did the rockumentary film "The Last Waltz." Yes, I but mean, they no, apparently collaborated. They collaborated on *Raging Bull* too, and the. And a few other films. Oh no! I like literally. I'm pretty sure they were like college roommates, just like just inhaling lines of coke off of each other, like coming up with fucking creative ideas. Like just what a what a fucking just put me in a time machine and just warp me there now. Yeah, I never liked but cocaine, he, uh, but if I was in a room with Robbie Robertson and Martin Scorsese and they were spewing fucking ideas and doing it, I'd be like, dial me in, boys. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> Let's do some coke. Let's do some, just come on. Let's do some. Let's do yeah. lots of fucking coke and some hookers too. Just put it in a needle and shoot it right between my toes. That's okay. Never mind. Go ahead. I feel like that's yeah, train that's... spotting reference. Is that a train spotting reference? <laughs> oh, oh, it wasn't. It was a, the Nick reference. Uh, but uh, uh, I like. But you're right. He that they definitely do that in train spotting. Well, yeah. So uh, Robbie Robertson passed away August 9th, twenty twenty three. R.I.P. He's eighty years old. Watch the last waltz, man. 
Yes. It's fucking awesome. Very good. I used to, actually, I'll get personal here, but so my dad, when he was alive, <clears throat> and the very few times we would see each other in the course of my life, but um, it wasn't that bad. It was better than that. But anyway, we, so I bought, I used to own The Last Waltz on DVD. I bought it like a long time ago, probably in like my early 20s. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, well, I'm going to own this. And I used to watch it every once in a while. And I never really spoke to my dad about it. My dad was always kind of like a modern country kind of guy. Garth Brooks, Bertina McBride, you know, all that kind of, you know, 90s country. And then he would kind of branch out a little, you know, southern rock, like that kind of stuff. But um, And then he was always like a weird big ELO fan for some reason. But um, I remember one time I went to go visit him when I was much older, like in my 20s. And I and uh, I was like in his room or something, and we were talking, and I was looking through like some CDs he had, and he had the CD of the Last Waltz, and I was like, "Oh shit, you love this?" And he was like, "Oh fuck yeah, I love that." And I was like, "Dude, I own the DVD." I was like, "I'll trade you." So for the next like ten years plus or whatever, we used to just swap them both back and forth. Like I would give him my DVD and he would give me the CD and then I and then you know the next year I'd come visit him we'd swap him again and I would have the CD and he'd have the movie and yeah so I I still have the the movie because I think the last time I gave him the last time I saw him I gave him the CD back but yeah Matt's morbid minute <laughs> <laughs> Matt's morbid sorry minute. sorry yeah that no that's nice. Yeah, a little personal story there. Yeah, I, I, the last waltz is amazing. Yeah. Please watch it. That was that was very sweet. That was nice. That was nice. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. I appreciate that. I appreciate that about wow. you, Brian. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. I like Brian's thoughts Speaking on movies. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Brian. Brian's got some good thoughts on some movies. What did you review recently, Brian? Oh, Brian's so recent, recent feature movie. review. Brian's recent feature. Brian's review. recent feature review. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. Wait, let's do it again. Ready, Pat? Come on. Put the flask down. <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> Brian's recent <laughs> feature review. review. There we go. Review. There we go. Review. So, to no one's surprise. No, 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 Exactly. That's, the, that's what we're going for. Um, so, to no one's surprise, uh, I went and saw Barbie. Completed, the bar- completed my Barbie uh, bingo. My Barbie Hyman. Uh, Barbie Hyman. Bingo card. God, I sound like you okay there. Are you, Barbie are Hyman. You, uh... <laughs> yeah, you sound like Pat for a second. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, you hitting the flask a little too hard there, buddy. You <laughs> but I said shit for flasking when you're the one that's flasking pretty hard. But I said Barbie Hyman, and why hasn't someone made that a meme yet? Is that <laughs> that's true? Uh, that is like pure gold. Am I wrong? Okay. No, um, but we we really should uh, we really <laughs> should record the video on these uh, podcasts, but we don't. <laughs> Yeah, when we do it live. Fuck it, when we do it live, we will. Yeah. Do it live. Um, so, Fuck yeah. Fuck doing it live. So, uh, I saw, you know, 2023's billion dollar pop culture phenomenon, uh, Barbie. Um, yeah, finally. Am I right, men? Okay. It just beat the dark You're not going to convince me to go see it. Yeah. You're not going to convince me to go see it. It just beat the Dark Knight in like. Uh, it's huge. Yeah, it's their highest grossing domestic movie ever. Yeah, highest. Gr- yeah. Huge. Oh, Warner Brothers. Huge. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys didn't did you guys pick up on the uh, the fact that they so Oppenheimer had that date locked in for uh, release date? Christopher Nolan's yeah. Oppenheimer, which you know we reviewed before and we all discussed that was was also fucking great. Like what what yeah. a weekend! But mm-hmm. they had that date locked in first. So for Christopher Nolan, this was his first film in a couple in a row that he didn't do with Warner Brothers, or maybe a lot in a row. Because remember, they were like, 
remember Warner Brothers and HBO Max were like, we're going to put our shit on streaming. And like, you know, so he was like, fuck you guys. I'm done with yeah. Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So he had that date first. And then who came along with Barbie and was like, let's put our movie on that date, <laughs> Warner Brothers. <laughs> and they fucking crushed his ass. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Showmanship. Uh, you got to love it. You love to see it. All right. Oh, yeah. The highest grossing. It's High- not the highest grossing. <clears throat> Warner Brothers movie. Warner Brothers movie, female directed, obviously. Um, I, I fucking and just man, there's there's so much Good to message. this movie. Yeah, I mean, eventually I'm going to uh, select it on our podcast. I will figure out a way because then I will make Pat's at Pat's Detroit rapper looking ass watch it. But um, uh, wow. so like, from <laughs> you do. I feel like you, a more. Yeah, I feel like a more of a jelly roll. You see it now, I feel right? like a more of a jelly He's got roll that without cut. the. Uh... He's got that like early Eminem yeah. cut. And then some kind of puka thing like going on around his necklace, he and with the like, headphones uh, on. You've seen this necklace like a thousand times. What's his name? No, looks like a action. Puka. What's the guy's the white rapper? Action Bronson. <laughs> I was thinking more of a jelly roll, honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can need a couple face jelly tattoos, roll, but he's a singer though. <clears throat> yeah, he's like country, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's more For like a country hard rock. Blue eyed soul. He's more like a country hard rock. Yeah. I don't know any of these songs. Okay. Anyway, but anyway, from Barbie, song. the high, one of the highest grossing movies of all time, to <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get Pat to do the segue, but it I know working. I was too. He wasn't picking oh, up too. on it. No, I mean, you guys segue like shit. We'll cut this out. What our segues were fucking brilliant. You're <laughs> the one fucking Brian dropping the was, ball. Brian was basically putting every segue on a tee at the beginning. I was expecting honestly. I was expecting and you, like, more struck of a, out in tee ball. I was. I'm sitting there waiting for uh, yeah, Barbie. More, it was pretty good. Barbie backlash. I, was I did. Fucking... I did. No, you ranted and raved about it. That's no. I said. I said I, Barbie. So... I said Barbie. Finally, am I yeah. right, men? Yeah, Brian's not. Yeah, that was that wasn't by Barbie. Like some, you know, anyway. some men are. Yeah, where they're actively protesting it. Yeah, I'm not even actively protesting. Guys. Quick question: I want to propose. I don't know if I brought this up yet, but who cuts the grass in Barbie Land? I just, you know. Oh, that's true. I didn't realize I, that I mean, was it, good. I, now it came to me <laughs> how Pat's answer was wrong. Right. <laughs> that's like the the joke about the doctor and hundred percent the son, mm-hmm. but the uh, yeah, anyway. totally. Anyway, and I mean, moving obviously, on. Been, okay, moving on. All right, that's Knuff. Can the... <laughs> <laughs> that's good. We're we're done. Let's get on to our theme of the night: movies that have grasped them. Gross less than five hundred dollars. U.S. What's domestic. in that flask? Whiskey. What is in that flask? Whiskey. Duh. Okay. Actually, like I think it's the... whiskey. <laughs> like fresh no, off I the think... still. <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's Four Kings. Uh, white cognac. No, Four Kings. Uh, cognac aged whiskey. Four Kings. Yeah, Four Kings. What the hell is that? Four Kings. It's... Four Kings. Kings, K-I-N-G. Can you even name four of the Kinks? <laughs> Dave Davies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy Idol. Wait, four Kings? What Kings four are there? Kings. Uh, it's uh, Few Distillery, Journeyman. I can't remember the off- other two off the top of my head. What are the Kings of? Average Whiskey? <laughs> Damn, shots oh. fired. Oh, so, Is that uh, an someone... official Koval statement? <laughs> Yeah, is that is that a no? That has nothing to do. No, that is just 
All any, rights in. Any, any, <laughs> or all any, opinions. Any any thoughts and opinions are uh, of Matt Matt Andrews. <laughs> solely, uh, solely, yeah. Are solely, are solely Matt Andrews, and do not no, I just, thoughts and feelings but of that, Koval. That just makes me think of like dudes that would go out to like a bar and be like, "Yeah, we're, the three kings are going out tonight." But it's like, no, you guys are just like a couple of white guys from the suburbs. Like, it's not. I don't know. I mean, that sounds about normal, you know. Bunch of bunch of kings. I mean, we're going out Friday night. Like it we're sounds like bunch, something like a, a fraternity. Oh. Like some bros would do it. Like we yeah, three I mean, kings we be getting a beer. <laughs> yeah, see, like they'd say stuff like that. You know, I mean, aren't we kings though? Aren't we all kings at heart? I mean, not in wait, fucking who, Bobby Land. Who are the four kings? Uh, journeyman, few, and I can't remember. I legit can't remember. Um, Frankincense, Muir. Um, journeyman's good. That's the gifts they brought. Oh, Corsair. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. These guys, I'm reading it. I, no offense to them. It's not great. You're it not is, kings. It, Damn. I remember I remember when that first one, uh, the first four kings. Is Corsair out. even still around? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's, it's still, still making around. their smoked bourbon. Yeah. Or the hoppy. They had the hoppy whiskey or whatever, which is yeah. like, what are you? What That's because everyone's putting man. fucking hops in everything. Fucking downtown. We used to make a like a. We used to have a drink with Corsair smoked bourbon in it. I mean, it was smoked bourbon. It was like, oh, you can really play with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of sure. like yeah, yeah. It's not unlike Colville's gin, cranberry gin, great mm-hmm. cocktail. Great uh, cocktail. Oh, bartender friend. You know? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's start. You way, know to give, way to give up where I'm employed, guys. You know, uh, <laughs> I didn't say that. Anyway, going with Brian's movie. Oh, me first? Yeah, let's do Are we going first. Brian first? Yeah. I started off with him. Might as well, might as well uh, keep keep the trend going. Brian oh, going it... first. Oh, wait. What? Is that a new... Uh... Okay, so my movie for... Um, and I hope we get to the list later, because I do want to talk about some of these under $500 movies. Um, for movies that gross $500, under $500 domestically is... Did you write the year? 1997's Trojan War. Uh, so this movie stars Will Friedle as a horny virgin uh, teen who has basically lusted after what I used to think was the hottest and most popular girl in school uh, back in the day when I saw this movie. But now I'm not so sure. I think he was just super into her. Um but basically, the plot of this movie is Will Friedle has had a crush on his high school crush, uh, Brooke, for many years. And all of a sudden, one night, Brooke fed up with her uh, you know, shitty boyfriend played by Eric Belfour. Oh, I should say that Brooke is played by Marley Shelton, um, also known as Wendy Peppercorn to all the fans out there. Wendy Peppercorn! <laughs> and um, uh, Squints is in this movie, too, by the way. He plays like a high school freshman or something. But... um. So a little little sandlot, you know, uh, full circle there for you. But um, anyway, Wilfred L plays uh, Brad, a uh, high schooler who's obsessed over Brooke, most of his high school career. And on the happen chance, like I said, Brooke gets fed up with her boyfriend, decides that she's going to fuck Brad, um, which is amazing when we uh, we'll get into the you know plot of that. But um, so she invites him over to help her out with homework, which she you know, claims to be struggling with. Um, Brad goes to her house to, you know, assuming it's going to be the night of his life. Um, you know, before he goes, he discusses this with his, uh, you know, 
childhood best friend, the fucking gorgeous Jennifer Love Hewitt, who of course is in love with Brad, but Brad has no idea that she is in love with him or that in fact he probably likes her too. Um, but anyway, so Brad goes to uh, Brooke's house to quote unquote study and one thing leads to another and she immediately jumps on top of him and decides, yeah, she's going to fuck Brad. Um, but uh, unfortunately, Brad does not have a condom in what is quite possibly the best um, safe sex ad I've ever seen in my life. This movie turns into one young high school version's quest of finding a condom so he can go fuck the, the in his head, girl of his dreams. Um, you know, so it's a one crazy night movie. Brad gets into all sorts of trouble and stuff. Um, I got a lot of notes, but I think I want to go to you guys first um, and just get your take on it. Um, you know, because I saw this movie a long time ago, like I alluded to, and uh, a very good friend of mine, uh, Amy, also was a big fan of this movie, and I have some notes from her <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, but uh, it was just—it was like one of those things. Like we were friends, and she was obsessed with, with Will Friedle. I was pretty convinced I was going to marry Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, so you know, this movie was—it was you know, firing on all cylinders for us. So uh, riveting. Yeah. riveting. <laughs> it was riveting. It was riveting for us. Um, it was—it was ribbed for your pleasure. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I, yeah, oh. I, I, I want to get your guys. Oh, very good. Okay. Very good. <laughs> that was good, Pat. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll take. I'm gonna go um, home now. Oh wait, I am home. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you guys talk on it first, and then I'll Give just kind of throw I'll throw in some fun facts <laughs> and anything you guys missed or whatever. But um, I mean, my three word review I'll just knock it out is my first crush. This is Jennifer Love Hewitt with a bullet. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll get into some Jennifer Love Hewitt stuff, but um, yeah, and I gave her three stars. I mean, this is '90s nostalgia bullshit for me. I mean, especially '97. That's I think prime. you mean three nuggets. I think you mean nuggets. I, I do mean nuggets. I definitely Damn. mean nuggets. Um. Nuggets of pure fucking gold uh, for this, this <laughs> 90s <laughs> movie. All right. Uh, which one of you guys want to go first? What do you think of Trojan War? Matt? Um, yeah. So I also, you know, like you, I, I don't think I ever actually saw this movie, but I, I felt like I have, you know, because I've right. seen a thousand of these types of movies like growing up, especially like in the 90s, even early 2000s. Um, and I put it, you know, it made me feel nostalgic. Um, what other notes did I have? It's mostly, yeah, I said Jennifer Love Hewitt is the best friend. Come on. Right. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah, I know. I mean, that Marley, was Marley like, Sheldon's definitely oh, yeah, she's, in sex yes. appeal, but yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, and this being the '90s, were any of them of like high school age at this time? Oh, <laughs> like, I feel like they're all like probably in their 30s or something. But oh yeah, easily. Jennifer no, Hewitt is four days older than me, or four years older than me to the day. We have the same birthday. Just throwing that out there. Oh look, wow! So, someone's obsessed. Just a couple of Pisces swimming in the stream. All right, there you go. <laughs> look um, at you. I look thought uh, Wilfred Wilfredell is great in this role. Good. I like him in. I mean, he was yeah. Yeah. My date with the president's daughter. Yeah. Boy meets world. He's yeah. He's great in boy. Meets I mean, he's kind of just doing Eric Matthews and like all these roles. He is. Which he is. is. Which is fine. Yeah. But like, like a yeah. Like an R rated or like yes, a not that's, yes. ABC yes version yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, yeah Eric Matthews. Um, the other thing I had uh, there were just notes on specific scenes. Um, that bus driver was kind of wild 
and wasted a lot of gas. Like Anthony he's, Michael Hall. Anthony Mc- he, I, yeah, how can you? Is that who it? was? Okay, yes. yeah, yeah, that's Anthony Fucking Michael Hall. Incredible, buddy. incredible cameos in this movie. Oh, I'm sorry, Pat. I don't know who Anthony Michael Hall is. Like right away, I don't recognize him. God, what's he looks a little different, but yeah, it's yep, hundred percent. I saw the Michael Barbie Hall. movie. <laughs> um, but I said he should sh- he should lose his license. You will uh, not shame me to watch that movie. He wasted a lot of gas for sixty four cents. Um, and then the other thing I have to say is, uh, who goes to a bar in an unknown part of town? I feel like a lot of these movies, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. just stumble upon a bar and it'll be like, oh, I'm going to go in there. And then they always either get into a fight or who knows, man. The like, world was a different place in the nineties. Well, that happened to me one time when I was leaving, uh, it, it, for some reason it reminded me when I was leaving my, uh, one of my friend's bachelor parties, I took the, the wrong train home and I ended up in surprise, Berwyn. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I ended up in Berwyn, and uh, there was some, like, club or bar that was, uh, it was really hopping, and I, I was like, should I go in there? And then, you know, I remember seeing movies like this, and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't, because I'm not sure. I mean, it probably wasn't just to- typically, you know, a fine place, but I just don't, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, it's pushing the story along. I get it. It's funny get, you say that. It's funny it's you say fictional. that, because for Pat's movie... I had the same exact thought, and that thought is, why, how, or why, or how, like, how have people in movies never seen movies? Yeah. Like, they just make the wrong decision, and I'm sure it's a a creative choice, but. What, Scream 2, didn't they, was it Scream 2 that acknowledged, like. Oh, well, Scream 1, Scream 1 was, like. Yeah, that's right. Pioneer, like, Randy was, like, nah, bro, I've seen this movie, don't do that, and we're, like, what? Like it that I mean that's that's they the, watch the, movies right the charm <laughs> of Scream I mean that was yeah big time um but so final I guess to wrap mine up my three word was safe sex escapade oh and that's fucking good I gave it I gave it two and a half out of five okay yeah only because well for nostalgic purposes but also it just reminded me of a lot of the, those same nineties. It can't hardly sex wait. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think you called sex enemies. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, Pat. Whatever you do on vacation <laughs> is whatever you want to do. God damn it! All right, fine. My turn. Um, my three review is Trojan's best commercial, hands right? down. Oh my I, god, it's, that's good. I mean, if they didn't give them wrong, all the budget of this film, don't don't get me wrong. They've had some great commercials in the last like decade or so. That's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. But this movie is still number one, um, and it should remain that way. Oh, that hopefully, that mm-hmm. one shot where the condom goes flying. Yes, like before it goes down the sewer drain, and it's just yeah. like I was like, from that's really good yeah, yeah. for ninety seven. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, this is like just—it's a solid nineties comedy. There's. I mean, yeah. you guys covered the main points. They had some great cameos. Uh, yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. Kathy Griffin. Uh, Lee, Lee Majors. Lee I Majors mean, is the cop. Lee Majors, that's Fucking right. great. He was great. No, I mean. You know, Brad. You know, <laughs> and I really I really do wish Hollywood made more comedy movies like this. I think it would I think it would do Hollywood oh, this, a lot of favors. Oh, this, oh, this type of movie it is literally what everyone's begging for to exist these days, and it just doesn't exist. No, like, well, didn't they? No, because they tried it. Or sometimes they throw it on streaming, but it gets lost. But yeah, no, but they tried it with Jennifer Lawrence, right? Didn't she have that? She has that new one. Yeah. Um. Shit. I was just looking at that like, the other day. 
Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. But uh I heard that was decent. It's it's a yeah. raunchy sex comedy and she gets it's hard to do it her top off in it. Like, I heard that too. No, I, I mean, mean there's a Yeah. <laughs> I mean probably probably Bert's Bert Kreischer's the machine is probably the closest thing I've seen to something like that. Mm. Yeah, but how much did that movie cost? Years? It probably cost like thirty or fifty million dollars to make or something stupid. Yeah. Like movies like this were made for like five million and they gross well, <laughs> not this movie. But no, I um, think, I like think can't hardly really wait, but I think if um uh, I think if my guess is right, I think it actually it made back all its money. What I did think, uh the machine? Because I don't think it was made for twenty or thirty million. I think it was Easy money. I mean, they had Mark Easy Hamill. And Mark, Ham- money. Mark Hamill works for pretty cheap. Wow, that's rude. That's no, it's not rude. It's just it's you know it's a good. He he still made some good money, but it's probably I not. I mean, he like, has his money from Star Wars and, and the Joker. Ben, yeah, and the Joker and stuff. So it's not like he really. <laughs> he probably just doing it for shits and giggles. You so know? the machine. I'm trying to look up the budget here. Yeah, look at the budget. See see if I'm right. Um, Twenty million U.S. dollars. Oh shit! What? All right. <laughs> That's how much. Oh, their budget was twenty million. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> never mind. What's their I thing? told I you. The gross... I, it, it, there is no fucking. There's no low budget. It's either mid range, like, mm. and the only reason this movie went to fucking theaters is because of Bert. Yeah. Like, if he was like a step down tier of comedian, it'd go to streaming. Oh yeah, easily without. Oh question. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, but anyway, we'll move on from that. Anyway, wait. Really enjoyed. Oh yeah, what? go ahead. No, go ahead. Was... You're still talking. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie for yeah, what it is. Right. Two two and a half nuggets out of five. Sure. We. I mean, it's a, it's a standard teen comedy. It's nothing. It's nothing right home about, but it's still it's still fun. I still enjoyed it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not expecting Oscar winning performances here. Right. And it was only an hour twenty. Oh, exactly. beautiful. Which was great. 80 solid minutes of just... Well, and you know why? I feel like... And you know what this movie does that movies... Or this movie doesn't do, I should say, that movies do now is... There's a little exposition in the beginning. Like, he's kind of like, Oh, you ever... That girl, she's the one, and blah, blah. Brooke is that girl, mm-hmm. and da da ding And it goes into it. I feel like movies nowadays would have done, like, a flashback of Brad when he was younger and the first time he met Brooke or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, yeah. yeah. This movie's like, no, Easily. let's go. Let's go. Boom. Yeah. Let's get him. He wants to bang her. She's... I still... The plot of this movie is still amazing to me that she's like... <laughs> she's like, you know what? Random nerd dude who has amazing hair, by the way. That's so it's ridiculous that he's even considered a nerd at this school. But um, she's like, "Yep, yeah, totally just gonna sleep with you." And I have a boyfriend. I'm like, "What did this happen in high school? <laughs> did like, like what? A, what a high school dream where it's like I'm just the nerdy guy, but one night one of the hottest girls in school is gonna want to just do me." <laughs> I feel I feel that that happens a little bit more these days. I don't know if this movie was a major influence me or, on me or not, but back in the day when I was using prophylactics, uh, Trojan was my go-to, right? <laughs> I feel like it did a little Durex back in yeah. those, you know? But Yeah, Durex and Trojan were like yeah. the Durex and, and Trojan. Yeah, not, 100%. Never used a Magnum. Whatever the gas station had. <laughs> you didn't have to say that on air. Yeah, but no, you we weren't asking. <laughs> you didn't have to share. I was talking about Magnum 357, you jerk. God. <laughs> he had to get his he had to get his specially made <laughs> his sheepskin you know, custom sized. You know, to quote Danny DeVito here, oh, here's my Magnum condom to uh that I used to cover my massive dong. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. It's always um, sunny, people. It's always so, sunny. 
All right, so you guys hit a lot of it. Um, you know, I just love the, the tropes of this movie of like <clears throat> the classic tomboy puts on a dress and boom, she's hot. Like that kind mm-hmm. of bullshit. Like when when uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt the glasses throws on the like... fucking pink dress and she's just like a knockout. But um, yeah, I mean, this was like peak Jennifer Love Hewitt. Like you know, I, like I said, I was convinced I was going to marry her. I uh, found out very recently she's married to a guy named Brian. So I came real <laughs> close, but. Uh, not um, close enough, apparently, ginger <laughs> fuck. Um, <laughs> the other thing that's a little tough wow. about this movie, a couple things, two things I'd say are the, are the toughest about this movie. The film quality is not great. You know what I mean? Like, it looks 90s or 80s. It has that kind of 90s fuzzy real kind of run to it, and not on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the Danny Masterson of it. Oh, yeah. As soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, forgot he was Be- in this. Before, ap- before or after Scientology? I mean, I'm assuming way before. He looks That's like he's fucking before. 17 years old in it. I think this is before that 70s show. The 70s show, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. So um, easily before that. It's like two years before that 70s show. Yeah. That's what yeah. I, No, because I was watching the, the movie and like towards the end, I'm like, wait, is that? Because I'm so used to seeing him playing hide with the sunglasses on, you know? So I'm like, Oh, that's and I had to look at it. I had to Google it. I was like, "Oh, that's Danny Masterson. He's, um, he hasn't been in the news for a while." <laughs> yeah, I think that's because he's in jail. Yeah, they might be right. I think they arrested I know, his ass. Yeah. yeah, I was being sarcastic, Pat. Um, I gave it three Where stars. I gave it three stars just because a little nostalgic for me. Um, and then the only other fun thing, well, two fun things. One, Jennifer Love Hewitt sings a song on the soundtrack. She actually has two songs in the movie. Because I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Jennifer Love Hewitt was a pop star, and she was like huge in like you know South America or some bullshit, like in the mid to late nineties. A little bit of a, did a lot of covers. You know what I mean? Um, but has at least three or four albums, and you know some of it is, I mean. So, so I used to listen to these albums, of course, because I was obsessed with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Why wouldn't I? Um, and I, can she you had, say pervert? She had an album. I was a pervert. She's four years older than me. Um, but uh, she uh, she has an album that she, that came out when she was sixteen, and the um, title track in the album and the name of the album is called "Let's Go Bang." Let's <laughs> go. Wow. Oh my God! Bang, wow. which is. Wow, and and, and and I re-listened to it, and I might play it for the end of this episode, but I, I got something else maybe. See, but um, it see, is it, it feels like it was written. The lyrics of it feel like it was written by the, the Epstein Hollywood, and it almost has a very like, come on, girls, just you know, sh- when you're young and shake it. And I'm like, what the fuck is it? Like, is Jennifer like is Jennifer Love Hewitt the? Uh, you know, Alex, what was her name? Like Alex Mack or whatever of the... Uh... Oh, uh, Allison Mack. <laughs> yeah, Allison Mack of... I don't know. It's it's a little no, questionable uh, re- listening to it now. No, what is it? But uh, I used to fall asleep listening to those albums, bro. No, what is it? Uh, yeah, girls, let's let's go bang. Uh, let's go bang dirty old rich men. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. You know. I'm going to play a little of it. It's, it's, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. And then... Um, and she she actually had a song on the I Know What You Did last summer soundtrack, which will come up later, and stuff like that too. But um, what are you waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I guess I should. T- okay, so the one other fun fact I had of this: so the bus that uh, Anthony Michael Hall is driving, because uh, this movie came out in '97, uh, the bus number is twenty five twenty five, which is the bus number on in Speed. <laughs> in a nice. very obvious, you know, when like you know movies do that kind of very obvious reference, but uh, what yeah. a reference! Same bus in, as in Speed. <laughs> so do you guys want to do soundtracks now? Uh, let's 
Yeah, let's do I, it. Okay, yeah. so I brought up the idea of, um, you know, so I was watching this movie and I was like hearing the songs in it and I was like, oh my God, I remember when like the 90s was like, I feel like 90s movies, especially in this vein, like this, Can't Hardly Wait, um, you know, they like, uh, they focus the scream movies, you know, early on in the nineties. I feel like there was almost less score. I mean, they had good score. Scream is an amazing score, but, um, the soundtracks were just made to fucking bang and the songs are in the movie and stuff. So as I said, like Jennifer Love Hewitt has two songs in this movie. Um, there's a letters to Cleo song on the soundtrack for this movie. Uh, the cardigans has a song in this movie. Um, the Vandals, um, and then and then a little song called "Trouble" by the band Shampoo that is in almost every. Do you guys know what song I'm talking about? No, don't look it I up. Don't. I'm gonna play it. I don't think so. Play it. This fucking song has probably was probably it was in the Power Rangers movie. I know for sure. It was definitely in um uh, what. Several TV shows like this is the song of the fucking nineties. <laughs> I think Fountains of Wayne was also on this soundtrack in nineteen ninety seven. Oh, that seems Fountains of Wayne way before Stacy's mom, right? Um, but anyway, so listening to the soundtrack of this that. and realizing you know how much I enjoyed ninety soundtracks, I proposed you guys the question: you know, what are some of your favorite nineties soundtracks? Um, are you asking gonna, us I'll now? Go. Or are you going to play? Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I don't have champ. Who uh, queued up? So I'll queue oh, okay. up while you guys talk. Yeah. All right. So, so Pat, you I'm, go first. Yeah, I'll go first on mine. Um, honestly, loved Bat- the Batman Forever soundtrack. Yeah, buddy. That one was solid. Train spotting, train spotting. That one fucking. Oh that one yeah. Fucking rocked my world. Yeah, I and still then, have that one song on my fucking phone. Yeah. What was my last one? Street Fighter. I think that one. You oh, yeah, tell that, was what, like a, that was like a hip hop album. Yeah, but Street I, Fighter, okay. I still liked it. Yeah, fair. That's it was fair. a hip hop album, but it, you know, I got got into the groove of it. I was just like, yeah, mm, Street Fighter. I, I was a, I was a silly little boy and didn't know what. I didn't expand my musical taste until I got much older. And now I have such a varied musical taste. People sit there and wonder what the fuck they're listening to most. Do of. you? Okay, Matt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So I took your question and I didn't want to Google things. You know, I, I had a, I'll tell you what my, the first one that came to my mind was uh, Space Jam because I ah, remember oh, yeah. I can fly. Oh, yeah. yeah, always as a kid. Huge. Um, and then I had The Bodyguard just because, you know, Whitney Houston had, you know, I Will Always Love You. I think I Have Nothing was on that. Oh, yeah. Other. I'm Every Woman, I think they threw on there, even though it was like from yeah. another realm. But like, oh, yeah, that was like number one with a bullet for like years. Or yes. like most weeks at number one or something weird. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So the third one, I was I was, I was was up in the air and I didn't want to Google. So I um, I asked a few coworkers and family members. Um, so one of my coworkers, Mike, mentioned uh, a few Really good '90s ones, uh, singles, which I never oh, yeah. saw the movie singles, but I listened oh, to the shit. soundtrack. Put that on your punch and it's card. It's got, it's got something, uh, yeah, some really good, a few good songs. Um, it's and like... ones from like the the lead, the guy uh, from the Replacements. He did like a oh. solo album, and uh, so I was like, this is actually pretty good. It, it was a lot of grunge. Yeah, like I think yes, that's right. Soundgarden was on it. I think Pearl sure. Jam. Pearl was Jam. On it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, he mentioned reality bites, and as Pat mentioned, oh, wow. train spotting. Yeah. Then I asked, uh, yep, my coworker who's a little younger, Greg. 
He said Aladdin. Yeah. I got Aladdin. Reservoir Aladdin. Dogs. No question. And Big Lebowski. Uh, then Is I Big asked Lebowski two of my friends. 90s? Yeah. Okay. I asked two of my friends, uh, J- Joe and Don, they're, they're twins. And they said Space Jam also, uh, yeah. Hercules, Lion King, and then King uh, Don sure. mentioned Batman, like Pat said. Yeah. Okay. Um, my mom, so I asked my mom and she reached out and at first she said Beetlejuice and I was like, oh, that's a good one. And then we had to look it up and that was like 1988. So I was like, oh, sorry, mom. So she went with, uh, Armageddon. Oh yeah. Huge. Yeah. Uh, Big Lebowski, which I, I, I think she's seen. And she also picked Reservoir Dogs, which I don't think she's seen. So I don't, (laughs) yeah, that was a shock. She Googled. And then my... And then my dad picked, and my dad's one of those people where he'll Google stuff. And um, so, like, I'll say, like, oh, dad, you know, I bought tickets to go see a band of horses. And he'll Google and be like, oh, yeah, I love the song The Funeral. Like, <laughs> you've never listened to But he'll say stuff like that. But he uh, his picks were uh, Boys in the Hood, um, oh, Rushmore, and Pulp, Pulp Fiction, which I. Uh, yeah, the Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction one was a big, yeah. 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 Then I asked my brother Brad. He said Days of Thunder. <laughs> what? I got to look that up. That was uh, Tom Cruise. No, I, okay. I know the movie. I mean, I need to know oh, the yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. Love that movie. Uh, Days and Confused. Yep. And uh, I think the other one was Office Space. Oh, interesting. And then I asked. Uh, oh, Office Space friend, has great songs. Yeah. My friend Chris, who he, he was going to give me other two. He's a big fan of the show, and he he wants oh. to guest on it. But 100%. all he gave me was La- Last of the Mohicans. He said that was the first one he could think of. Um, uh, what? Nice. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's what he said. I don't know. I gotta look um, that up though. So before, so I just went with uh, yeah, because Days and Confused and yeah. Pulp Fiction. I wasn't gonna use because a lot of the songs on there were hits before. Fair. Um, Fair. Makes sense. And a lot of the Disney stuff, I wanted to avoid the animated stuff because that would have been my entire list. Yeah. It's, yeah, I did have that thing you do on there just because Ooh, of the song. Yeah, and then I had Austin Powers Man of Mystery because of this that you know that oh, was Soul oh, Balsa yeah. Nova. Yeah, and then I Men in Black know. because I listened to that a lot. But I uh, oh, I finally God, just ended yes. with the soundtrack to the movie Judgment Night. <laughs> oh, which yeah. is mostly hip hop. Yep. And, yeah. So. That Men was a Black. long way Jesus, to answer that question. Humongous. <laughs> yeah, and I remember it's embarrassing to say now, but my younger brother and I like would pretend we were in the movie Men in Black because they had some yeah. like instrumental shit, and we had oh, a yeah. whole we act going on. Where, yeah, we were pretending like a UFO landed uh, in the front yard or awesome. something. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I definitely had Days and Fuse, but like you said, maybe not fair, right? Crossing it off. Um. I had Aladdin. I mean, that's kind of funny that, yeah, like a couple people or some people said Aladdin, but like, out of all like the Disney movie, you know what I mean? Like, Lion King's great, but I the songs in Aladdin are just. I feel like we've had this discussion in the group before, but um, yeah. just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. So I, maybe Aladdin. Um, also for animated, I had a uh, Beavis and Butthead, like Take the World or Rule the World or whatever it was. Remember they did okay. a, a version of Roller Coaster, like with the Chili Peppers or. And then Cher, yeah. they did a song with Cher, too, or something, right? So I thought that was kind of big. Um, but personally, for me, um, one of them would be Empire Records. Okay. Uh, the Empire Records Ooh, was yeah. definitely just, you know, 
it had like the Rex Manning song. It had a whole bunch of like indie mm-hmm. bands and stuff like that on it. it. Was great. But I would say my top two, and it's kind of funny that <laughs> I brought up Amy before, but I bring it up again because we used to argue over what was the best soundtrack of the '90s, and for the longest time. I can't remember who had which one, but we used to argue it was either Scream 2, the Scream 2 soundtrack, or I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh. And I'm going to read you the band list of songs for Scream 2. You ready for this? Okay. I'm ready. Tonic, Tonic, Dave Matthews Band, D'Angelo, John Spencer, Blues Explosion, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Everclear, Sugar Ray, Collective Soul, Foo Fighters, Master P, and Less Than Jake. Wow. Um, Good mix. Also going to now read you... So so I think Scream 2 wins, and I don't remember if it was me or her that had... um, uh, who had Scream 2, but um, I was looking at the I Know What You Did last summer, and what was great about this was... Uh, they had told the wet sprocket doing "Hey Bulldog," which is a Beatles song, right? Um, and I don't then, know, Beatles fan, you tell me. Okay, shut up. And then they had um, they had corn. Corn was on there. Corn. Um, Our Lady, Our Lady Peace, Our Lady Peace's song "Clumsy." Our Lady Peace. If you haven't listened to them, great '90s rock band. And um, Kula Shaker did their version of "Hush," which I think was a. Um, Deep Purple? Deep Purple, yes. I think that's yeah. a Deep Purple cover. Um, the Offspring was also on this soundtrack and Soul Asylum. Oh, and Typo was Negative. Soul Wasn't that the other band of Maynard or something? No, maybe? I don't know. Oh, that like, sounds about right. But uh, yeah, just... just it, it, yeah, I, The Scream 2 soundtrack is not on fucking uh, Apple Music or anything like that. And I don't know if I know what you do with some of these either. But if you can find them, listen to them. Just a fucking time capsule of 90s. You know, when rock still existed um just great soundtracks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely <laughs> awesome cool all right let's move on to the ghastly love of johnny x send us show. send us your picks for best 90 soundtracks to our do socials yeah. do it we'll soon be on thread soon when, yeah I'll, sure. I'll, I'll soon have a reddit thread so no not a reddit thread thread <laughs> Thread. Oh yeah, threading oh, yeah. the needle. We're still on. We're still on. X. X. Mister Elon, who uh, keeps trying to convince people he's going to fight Zuckerberg and won't. Oh my god! To it, like, I can't a little fucking bitch. wait. What a time to be alive if that happens. Um, I did uh, do something. I don't know if you guys noticed on our uh, X account. I unfollowed anyone who's verified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I just, if you're gonna pay, I've, we're out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry. You can, yeah. you can follow us if, you, uh, if you're if you verified, but we will not follow you. <laughs> it's a good call. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with Nazi scum anyway. It's just it's the worst of the worst if you're paying to fucking yep. verify yeah. then. Yeah. Paying unless you unless you're pretend to be Elon Musk and trolling, then you're good. Mm. Shout out Dua Lipa, who was in the Barbie movie. Go ahead, Pat. Anyway. No, the guys who love Johnny X, Matt, your, it's your movie. Yeah. Speaking of uh, music, oh wait, hold on, real quick before. Ooh, what's uh, the Rotten Tomato and score for oh. uh, Trojan War? Trojan Sorry, War. is Trojan War thirty nine percent, which okay. is uh, kind of kind of the theme <laughs> of this too month. Bad. Too bad but it's not sixty nine percent. Boom, get it. Boom. You don't you don't need okay. a Trojan for a sixty nine, homie. Okay, go ahead. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Sure. Yeah, the ghastly love of Johnny X is a 2012 American music, yeah, musical science fiction comedy film. That classic yeah, genre. Yeah. Um, so yeah. the movie that grossed $86 in its first weekend in one theater, uh, it starts with Kevin McCarthy in his last role, uh, exiling the main character of Johnny X. Uh, he's an alien. And his gang to planet Earth for just being an asshole. Um, and the only way they can come back is to perform a selfless act. Well, cut to Earth in, I think it was like the 1950s, judging yeah. by everything that was going on, the cars and everything. Uh, so Bliss, Deanna Joy Brooks, that's who plays her, um, aggressively meets Chip at the local diner. He, he's working behind the counter, like a soda jerk type thing. Um, Bliss is Johnny X's ex, and Johnny is after her because she stole his resurrection suit, which can give whoever is wearing it control over anyone. Um, so after Bliss and Chip get away after running over, Johnny had the glove of the resurrection suit, and he was able to somehow manipulate Bliss to do things and like get herself out of the car or whatever. But Chip runs it over. They escape to a uh, a drive through or drive up movie theater, um, and she kind of explains that she took his suit and kind of what the resurrection suit does, you know, as we mentioned before. Um, so Johnny and his gang meet this concert promoter at the diner. His uh, name is King Clayton, um, Reggie Bannister. He uh, kind of offers a quid pro quo. Uh, he'll give them Bliss's hideout. And where she'll be if Johnny will control what we come to find, spoiler alert, <laughs> is his uh, long-lost father's corpse. Uh, his dad, <laughs> who died suddenly, is famed musician Mickey O'Flynn, played beautifully by Creed Bratton of Amazing. The Office fame. And he was also in the band, uh, oh my God, why can't I think of their name now? Oh. The Sha na la 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 live for today. Like he was one of the founding members of. Um, oh my god, because they mention it, the grassroots, the grassroots. He was uh, so he's familiar with being in a band. Um, so they uh, some they get the resurrection suit from Bliss and and Chip, and they're able to put on a concert with Johnny controlling Mickey who I thought sounded like Lux Ulterior from The Cramps a little bit with his uh, song, his Doobie Doobie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and it goes, things go off without a hitch, but Johnny was kind of rude to his <coughs> one gang member who went by the name Sluggo, and uh, Sluggo in result pushes it too hard. Fucking Which Sluggo. causes Johnny X to pass out, turns Mickey into a zombie, mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and then Sluggo... Mickey and apparently the girl that was from the movie Secret Garden go on the run. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally Johnny X and his gang overpower Sluggo with uh, with one of the women in the gang sacrificing herself and they just kind of didn't, oh, yeah. didn't care. <laughs> uh, and when they defeated him, they completed a selfless act and were able to return home. But Johnny and Bliss decide to stay on Earth together. So, a few other notes. Um, Sorry, Chip. 
I th- yeah, right. I thought there was uh there were some solid musical numbers. Uh, you could tell they were inspired by the West Side Story. Um, depending on where you watched, if you watched on YouTube, they had kind of a uh, a good value version of Sven Gulli. This was my favorite part. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, who interviewed <laughs> Paul Pinnell, who is the director of uh, Ghastly um, Johnny X. The I forgot the title of the movie already. <laughs> Ghastly yeah, Love Johnny X. Yeah. Weird title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, because even the 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 Sven Gulli type was like, oh, did you win an award for like the longest title ever? Um, <laughs> but uh, so after interviewing, I mean, it, it was good because in between certain um, scenes or whatever, they would have they would break in with a kind of an interview, kind of the way Sven Gulli does. Um, Joe Bob Briggs. But, um, yeah. Who uh, Elvira, Elvira? I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you, you learn a, a bit of trivia. Um, uh, I, he told, I yeah, he, I'm probably he, gonna he watch told more of their YouTube stuff. That the movie, I forgot what it was, Creature Feature was the Creature name Features. Or Creature Features. Yeah. Com. Yep. And the one girl looked like Avril Lavigne with like dreads or something. See, I thought yeah. she looked like, um, who's the girl on Ted Lasso that plays like, uh, Roy Kent's oh, like, ex-girlfriend? Uh, um, I thought she looked like her, uh. Oh, she's, yeah, she's got like a like a like a funky name. Um, but yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he shared some trivia on there. Um, this movie is actually in the Motion Picture Academy. Uh, there's a copy of it for being the last film shot in Kodak X film. Uh, the director, what? Manel purchased thirty five millimeter. He purchased, white, yeah, yeah. He purchased the last of the Eastman Plus X negative film from Kodak. Juno Temple. Sorry, that's the. And I said, remind anyone of the movie Kodachrome. Ah, remember that? Yeah. Right. He's going to get the last film. What a fucking reference. Dude. But I uh, I thought it as soon as he fucking said that reference, I was like, oh, Kodachrome. (laughs) Kodak not making certain film anymore. Right. What a fucking. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, what a a film to to be put in the. Uh, yeah, I know, so right? Amazing. To be put in the library, it's that's crazy. Well, did you see? Did you when he was interviewing him that the art, the guys who made the artist wanted this stock uh, film, but he got it first. Did you hear that? Oh, part? I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did hear it. Yeah. So the artist, I did not, the, I the best notice, picture yeah. winning fucking black and white piece of trash, yeah. except for the fact that John Goodman's in it. Um, they wanted it, but he took it all first. So they shot their movie in color and then edited it in fucking post or whatever, mm-hmm. put it in black and white. Just incredible. Just stole the fucking film from the Which best picture winner of the year. Well, may have cost him because the, the uh, this film had to go on a six year hiatus while they were filming because he, uh, the director and writer, or whatever, Bunnell, yeah. he needed to get financing. Oh yeah, and uh, but he had all the actors come back six years later. To finish uh, shooting, which is which is pretty cool. Um, also, he did not receive a salary for the six years he's worked on this movie, which kind of sucks. Why would he? It made no money. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I also features. said... So the, right. The funny thing is, it, I, when I started watching this, so randomly I woke up one morning, or it might have been late at night, and I had some... some sh- channel on and it was playing like some old movies you know sci-fi movies and i played this one movie which i couldn't figure it out so i had to google it it was phantom of the paradise mm. i don't know if anyone's seen that mm-hmm. but a really good soundtrack mm-hmm. um 
So Paul Williams was apparently in that or did the music for it. And he he's in it. Reached, he reached out to Paul Williams. Paul Williams, he is cousin Quilty, who's in like the, uh, I guess he's like a uh, talk show host kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, right. Paul Williams, the guy that wrote the uh, the Love Boat theme. Right, you brought this wrote, up, right? Yeah, and Not he wrote a few ago? Carpenters, Carpenters movie or yeah, Carpenters songs, which I think Rainy Days and Mondays he wrote. Why did you bring up Paul is, Williams like in an episode not that long ago? Oh, uh, we were talking about this. It was la- it was I'm pretty sure it was last episode. Oh, or I might, I may have brought up. I may have brought up Phantom of the Paradise before. I, 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 so I listened to the last episode and I was trying to see if you mentioned Paul Williams and his connection to the Love Boat theme and stuff like that. I didn't hear it. Maybe I'm wrong. So then I thought he was dead and you brought him up on a Matt's Morbid Minute several episodes ago. <laughs> I couldn't find <laughs> oh, that no, either. He's, but no, he's, he's alive, still alive and kicking. Yeah. Alive and kicking. But yeah. Yeah. So uh, so finally, I um, <laughs> yeah, I said it's successful or I gave it a three out of five. Um, I said it's it's successful at what it's trying to be, which is an homage to like fifty sci-fi, and I thought the musical numbers not great, but they were listenable. Um, and I just thought the film it just looked really, really, it was really it was well done. I mean that that was here's a reason he paid for that he got that last of that film. Um, so yeah, I said if you're you know a fan of B movies, uh, go see it. And I go, actually go, don't know. What go I, see it. <laughs> go see it. You is mean, the is the music box showing it? They probably would. Yeah. They get a they fucking. They, I meant, they yeah. get the thirty five millimeter print of it. I meant go stream it. Ooh. Go stream it. Oh, yeah, there you go, buddy. The, yeah. yeah. I didn't do the fucking roundtable theme. Now I got to edit it in. God damn it. Okay, go ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll put um. It's extra work for me. You can do it. I believe in you. Sci- Shut up. Shut er, up, Flask. I'm going to say sci-fi nostalgia fun. That's my three okay. word. Yeah. We Yes. And we have already ruled that hyphens count as one word. So <laughs> yes. we ruled on this like 20 episodes ago. So yeah. yes. Also, oh, what was I going to, the budget. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, they spent $2 million on this film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That's two million it shows, and at the end of its run in theaters, merely two theaters, the film grossed two thousand four hundred thirty-six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did Trojan War end up grossing? I to... Oh, I think. Hold on, I had a different three word. I think my three word was like, "Give Bunel." Oh, Bunel needs budget. The director. Like give him. Yeah. Oh, no, I guess he does he though because that was I, <laughs> that was a pretty right. good budget. Well. Honestly, I think it's the script because if I can go yeah, the now, dialogue was a little yeah, go ahead. I would say the musical numbers are fucking not great at all. And no. listening to him interview with the uh, I don't know, whoever the guy is on Creature Features, which by the way is my favorite part of this. Um He kinda um, reminded me of uh um he, what's his name from the uh creature feature guy. He reminded me of uh what can I do his name? He looked like a. He looked like he like he, he Matthew like, Berry. Uh, not bad. I feel like he looked. I feel like his look was like he used to play like third guitar in Motley Crue or something. But I think that was just <laughs> for this movie. Like, I think he kind of did himself up as like a rock look. So I have to. I'm. I, I have to, and I'm going oh, to watch I more. See. Watch yeah. more creature features. Um, mm-hmm. Creaturefeatures.com. I'm just gonna keep plugging them. By the way, we're gonna get them to advertise this podcast. 
you just you, <laughs> just you wait and see. But um, I thought the musical numbers were terrible, and that makes sense because uh, Bunnell was talking in that interview about how there was parts in the script that he was like, these are fucking boring, but I need them to transition to the next scene, which is maybe a little more exciting. Um, yeah. So he was like, let's just make musical numbers. And I was like, well, that's a choice. And he made it, and they did it, yeah. and it's not successful, <laughs> in my opinion. The songs are not great, and I don't feel like no. any of these actors can really sing. Um yeah. Well, there was he the even one, says, I think "Bliss" is the one. That yeah, she was. Yeah, sing. yeah. Well, and he even says does. in the interview too. He's like, he's like, it's not a musical. It's not a musical. I just put musical numbers in it or something. And I'm like, well, it, yes, agreed. It's not a musical because none no. of these musical performances are successful. Um, right. But having said that, you know, outside of the creature features thing, which is my favorite part of this, um, <laughs> just a dumb, <laughs> fun movie. Like, fine, two million dollars. It didn't do great, but. It's in the fucking Library of Congress, and it's in the fucking Academy right. of Motion Picture and Sciences, like museum. Like, what a feat! Like, yeah, I don't know right. if this guy's made any other movies, but I, I, that would be on my business card. I like, so. I yeah. fucking I bought oh, the yeah. last stock of Kodak X Black and White thirty five millimeter. Made the last movie on it. Academy Award winning picture. The artist wanted that film. I took it first. Fuck them. Yeah, and this is it. And uh, you know the performances are so so. I know the. Uh, the main guy was like a like a like a trauma. A lot of trauma actors. It looked like in this. He did. He, um, did, he mentioned that. Yeah. He did. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Somebody um, was in. Tr- was it Tromeo and Juliet? Yes. Yeah. He's in. <laughs> yes. He's the lead in Tromeo and Juliet. Hundred percent. Johnny. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah. I don't know. It was just fun. Okay. So I went two and a half, only because the musical numbers were so bad. In my opinion, they were just mm-hmm. not great. And um, my three word review is not a musical. It's not a musical. Please. Please don't call it a musical. And if we could just remove some of those musical numbers, I mean, it looks great. Like it does. You know, whoever yeah. shot it and stuff, and obviously, you know that that film that he used is probably doing a lot of the work. But God, it looks mm-hmm. great. And what a fucking bold move to just, you know, Hollywood doesn't want black and white movies. You know what I mean? And it's kind of weird that what like a weird renaissance i guess that they were doing at the same time the artist was trying to do it or something but um right yeah yeah they just they don't want um because didn't isn't i think okay i could be making this up but i know for a fact that there's a um black and white cut or i think it's called like black and silver cut of mad max fury road and i th- i think miller wanted to do the movie in that and the studio was like, not a fucking chance because not in color probably costs them 60 million box office. You know what I mean? Because you're limiting oh, yeah, right. your audience. But um, but if you've ever, if you haven't seen the fucking black, I think it's black and chrome, black and chrome cut mm-hmm. of uh, Fury Road. It's amazing. Just like the black and white version of Logan. That's also on the DVD. Fucking yeah. awesome. Black and white Logan is incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I can see that. But yeah, I can uh, see that easily. Yeah. Yeah, a sixty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice, high score. I mean, really? it's a well-done movie. Yeah, and it looks so good, and the performances are okay. The musical numbers are not good, but you know, he, like you said, he did what he was trying to do. He was trying to yeah. make a sci-fi fifties feel kind of, you know. Um, but yeah, one more shout out for CreatureFeatures.com. Um, they actually have a, a like a like a uh, 
you know, donations page, which is uh, supportcreaturefeatures.com. Let's fucking do it. I'm going to watch more. I'm going to watch more of this shit. Like a YouTube Spenduli, yeah. like sounds great. I don't right. know why we didn't think of it first, but uh, it sounds great. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Change you, guys entire podcast. Some great, you guys brought up some great points. Um, like I said, I mean, my, my opinion is it's like, uh, you know, needs more creed is my three word review. Needs more I mean, creed. Needs more creed. creed was goodness. Creed's I love fucking hilarious. He was yeah. great. He was awesome. Um, and that's why I'm like needs more creed because yeah, I mean, for, I mean, I don't really have much to add in here besides you know, you know, it, it's an okay movie, but yeah. it's presented well. Yes. It, the musical part is atrocious and makes you want to scream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that wasn't that. Bad. That's. <laughs> for for me for me it was that bad because it's like it's uh, it's, it's like this could be this could have been so much better but I get why it kind of went the way it did and it's just like uh, all right so it's, it's just two, a, wait, what a, two, what a, it's two out of five nuggets for me at the end of the day that's really about it two, okay that's it's not gonna do any better than that like so the main thing is it's the main thing that's got going for it is it's it's presented well and it's in the Library of Congress I mean you can't fucking incredible it's like is, it's like it's great. like it's like you literally it's like the, that's literally the two point that's literally the only reason why i got two points <laughs> everything else is like oh this is rough <laughs> it's like but i can't rate it any lower because it's in the national library of congress and that's that's an account that's a feat you can't like top it's that amazing. fucking feat. amazing yeah and and it's in the fucking academy academy of motion picture and sciences yep. Fucking museum! I'm I'm going there someday. By the way, we should definitely do a fucking oh, a oh, podcast trip to the the Academy Museum. But um, oh, absolutely, we need to. Sounds awesome. I guess they uh, have a whole wing that's devoted to Casablanca. But anyway, sounds about right. Oh, that makes it. sense. Yeah, right. All right. Cool. Anyway, I guess it's my turn. Ah, oh, let's go. So let let's let's be set. Let's all mourn my uh, my misfortune here. A Zizix. Little bit. Zizix Road. Uh, Poor Catherine Heigl. Uh, I want to see this movie so bad. I, I definitely want to see how bad this movie is, too. But We're going to search for it. Pat, you got the list, the link you sent us? Uh, I, actually found a, I actually found a different one that's actually got even more. Uh, that's actually where I pulled my replaced movie, Storage 24, from. That's, got even, that's got even more. Uh, that's got even deeper. Uh, cuts. Hang on. Did I just close on an accident? I think I did. The first cut is the deepest. Hey, thank you, Cheryl Crow. Or Rod Stewart. Shit. Yeah, yeah, but it's got the 25 lowest grossing films of all time. <laughs> and let's see. Uh, Zixx Road is the only one with $30. And technically it's $20 because... <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's pretty. Bad. I want to bang out the fact this movie made $30 real quick. Serum made hundred four hundred forty. That's number twenty five. So that's, that's like range that five. Range. That's like four movie tickets, maybe back in the fucking nineties or whatever. This is oh yeah. Came out. Uh, technically six people. <laughs> six people went to go see it, and technically two of those tickets were funded by the producer because they were trying to take advantage. Uh, they were trying to uh, bypass the minimum uh, SAG requirement for uh, for the movie. Gross. Yeah, no, not the gross. Like whatever the minimum payment was for the actors, they were trying to bypass it, but they had to release in theater for like a week. So they picked a random theater in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Six people went to go see it, and 
two of them were a makeup artist and their friend, and the producer literally refunded them the money that they paid for this movie. This is what happened in Trojan War 2, is like literally Hollywood put it in like one theater in LA for like one week, and like it did half sales, and they were like, forget it, pull it. Yeah. And I'm like, what? That's not how marketing works. Like you can't just. No. You can't just be open all day one day and then close halfway through the day the next day. Like it seems like a lot of these movies on this list were like it that. is. It's no, yeah, but some it's but some of it's, it's a some bit of a just, twist on this. Some of it's just it's contracting, like um, my movie Storage Twenty Four. Uh, the only reason why that got like it made about seven hundred thousand gross uh, internationally, but then it got to the U.S. because they were just trying to. Uh, because they were just trying to make a reach television de- deal, uh, they uh, that only that was only in theater for like a week, and only eight literally eight people went to go see it. It made seventy two dollars. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, overall, let, let's get in, let's get into the movie. So, I mean, this is what Netflix does. Sorry, real quick, this is what Netflix does with like their Academy Award consideration movies because like the academy has like a, a like a strict rule you know where it's like oh to be considered for nomination your movie has to be like in a certain amount of theaters in a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and netflix yep. is like cool we'll hit the minimum <laughs> like, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but i mean so, i mean some of those fucking Rules. some of those fucking movies were fucking bangers though oh yeah yeah 100 oh yeah totally but, I mean, bangers uh, triple frontier no i don't know so Fun fact about this movie before I get into it. This movie was written written and starred uh, a member of Doctor Who for all you Whovians out there. Oh. Um, Noel Clark, Mickey, uh, from oh. the Ninth and Tech Doctors uh, seasons. Charlie was in Doctor Who? Uh, yeah, Charlie was in Doctor Who. Dope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so that's uh, but it was written and he starred in it and he produced it too. Holy shit! Um, I had no idea. Yeah, so just fun little fact. Uh, starts off with a military aircraft crashing into central uh, London, crashing into a specific warehouse. Uh, Noel Clark, the his character Charlie and his best friend Mark. Oh, some stuff just fell on me. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> it's all right. Not the end of the world. I was just trying to fix my mic. Um. There was a malfunction in the storage 24 facility, uh, causes the secu- security to get all fucked up, and they're trapped in there with, uh, yeah, Charlie, his best friend Mark, his ex-girlfriend Shelly, her best friend Nikki. Why are all these random people in this fucking facility? I don't get that. Dude, it's what like, were they doing there? Okay, I yeah, was trying to figure that out. Like, I feel like at one point, like, were they recording an album? I don't know why in my mind. Yeah. I, I don't know. You stole my notes. I don't know. It's like, no. What the fuck are they doing? Why there? were there so many people hanging around a storage garage? <laughs> yeah, Nikki's Not boyfriend the guy who lives there. Yeah, Nikki's boyfriend right. Chris, the building receptionist Jake, and the maintenance engineer. Like you can, you can justify three of these people being in this fucking building. <laughs> yeah, right. and the, rest, <laughs> the rest of them, the rest of them don't fucking make sense. Um, but anyway, <laughs> they sit there trying to figure out how to leave. They can't leave, so they get back together. Um, well, and I can't even call it like you know monster movie fodder because yeah. you know okay go ahead but uh bob the electrician gets murdered uh by something mysterious jake runs and hides like a little bitch uh chris Chan happens to come across him witnesses the alien uh being killed or witnesses him being killed by the alien creature 
Uh, Chris is having like a little panic attack where uh, when everyone comes across Chris uh, and Jake shredded him, remains are above him. Nikki runs and some random middle-aged man that threatens her with an electric toothbrush. Well, it's like, what the fuck? Where, why the fuck? Why an electric toothbrush? Uh, the ti- people. I know, right? Uh, the time up, for, fine, he's just some random some random eccentric nearby. Uh, and then it's some deadly alien creature that they're trying to hunt down. They, uh, <laughs> however, they so they start running and then they start getting murdered one by one by the by the alien. Uh, eventually, they kill him with a crowbar, I guess. Yeah, yeah they, they eventually kill him with a crowbar. Yep. Uh, Charlie, Charlie and his girlfriend eventually make up uh, after they release the shutters uh, to get out. And they come out and there's a giant alien invasion going on in, in London. And it's like, why is it always London getting attacked by aliens? That's my other thought. Yeah, true. So, I mean, that's yeah, I the, guess... That's the motherland, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean... I guess my three review is why always London. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I mean, it, I mean, if you think about it, every British sci-fi film, it's like it's always London. It's never like Heathrow. <laughs> I mean, think about what you it's just never. Said. It's never oh, Heathrow right. or right, Edinburgh right, right. or you know. What's the big right? That's like the yeah. or fucking Dublin, New I York mean, City, or whatever. You know, I right. mean, I know, I know it's like they're New York City, but it's also like, does it always have to be fucking London or Washington? They're like. That's like right. DC. Why are they never New attacking City, Worcestershire? Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, or uh, Shitterton. Or, um... <laughs> it was the best Shitterton? <laughs> yeah, that's an actual town. Why uh, Why would you start there? Why I've, wouldn't you hey, start there? Like I, I've, been to Shitter, I've been to Shitterton <laughs> more times. I feel like they've destroyed themselves. <laughs> I mean, have you sometimes. How's the Taco Bell in Shitterton? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Shitterton, uh, Cockermouth. Cock Alley, beautiful. Penistun, Twat, You're, Twat, these, Scotland. These aren't, these aren't real. No, these are real towns. These are real towns in on the main island from uh, from Wales we all the way up to if Pat's all from going, Wales all the way up to Scotland. If Pat's going on vacation there, we know what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, guys, guys, guys. We all know where I'm going to be at. I'm going to be at uh, Sluts Hole Lane. We. Oh yeah, we, for sure. Yeah. Yep. yep. Sure. Yeah. So, Hanging out at Sluts Hole Lane, getting a Blumpkin. <laughs> Matt, Matt's going to his favorite place, Cockbridge. That's where he and lives. Then, and then uh, <laughs> Brian's going to be at Fingering Ho. <laughs> oh, accurate. Very accurate. Um, what was yours, Pat? Slut Hole Lane? <laughs> Sluts Hole Sluts Hole Lane. <laughs> That sounds like a bowling alley. Like, a bit. <laughs> it sounds like the kind of bowling alley I want to attend. <laughs> but uh, sounds like a bowling alley and I w- eyes wide shut. No, okay. <laughs> but uh, but no. In all seriousness, it's like, why is it always fucking London? I need to know why. Why does it I mean the same reason? It's always maybe New York. it's not though. Like, yeah. What are maybe you talking it's about? Not. Or New York? Maybe or it's major city. Yeah. But maybe it's the perspective of the people that lived in London. Maybe it did uh, attack Sluts Hole Lane before it got to London. You but know, it's uh, no one's in. Like you don't see the main characters in Slut Hole Lane. What's the prequel you know, to Storage Twenty Four? The movie kind of the movie kind of reminded me of uh, no the movie kind of reminded me of a movie, a different movie I watched, uh, featuring uh, what's Cloverfield. Finn, oh. No, Finn from uh, Finn from uh, Star Wars. I'm blanking on his name right now. Why am I oh, blanking? Oh, Jason on? or no, John Boyega. Yeah, John Boyega. 
Uh, Attack oh, on the uh, Block. Oh, uh, The Block. Yes. Attack- that was a good movie. Oh, Attack the Block, yeah. Attack the Block. And it was just like, that was like an interesting alien film. Yeah. yeah. This was just kind of like, eh? Uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah, this was like a, this was like a this was like a like a bad delivery but like a incredible creature effects? Yeah. Like yeah, I like, really want to emphasize how good the creature effects were in this fucking shit movie. <laughs> oh yeah, no. The, I mean, that's easily the like stand up part of this whole fucking movie was yeah. just the creature effects. Everything else is just it's like it was just why? Why did we do some great this? just fucking, you know, visual effects too, like the when, like people's jaws are getting like swiped off their face. Yeah, like, just yeah. great. That's what I had. I, I said the, ma- the yeah the makeup whatever whoever's in yeah. charge of that agreed. They, they did a hell of a agreed. job. Yes, a hell again, of a job. Again, a electric toothbrush. Why? Why does yeah, that have to be the yeah, big weapon of choice? Yeah, that was a little, that was a weird moment. Even th- that that whole character was completely useless. That was, like, the guy was who the like point? lived there, like, they, like they literally just brought him in. They're like, bring this guy in to fucking kill him. Or, uh, he was like there for like a cool did death he, scene, which I guess yeah, horror movies do. Himself, right? He did, but like in a fucking dumb way. It was a weird. It was like, very like, slow. Like a bunch of strangers, and he's just like, "You yeah. go, I'll stay." Yeah. And I'm like, "I don't fucking know you." Like this is a this is a who can run the fastest scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't exactly. know any of these fucking people. Well, I can I'm guarantee not saving you. my family here yeah, by like I'm just moving. No. I'm just here to move a mattress. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fuck is this guy sacrificing himself? Oh uh, no! But realistically, realistically, if we were fighting aliens, I would 100% abandon both of you. Um, oh, no question. Yeah. Oh, well, I would honestly. Would, I would probably I would knock be, you down because yeah, like, I, I got a family to take care. Oh, what? Hey, yeah. hey, I've got a family too. <laughs> Yeah. In my dreams. <laughs> no, I would just be yelling at Pat. Like, why are you hiding like a bitch? Like you called the one guy. Yeah, right. Like the guy who's hiding if like I a die, bitch after I'll he saw I'm an a, alien. I'm more of a man than you. <laughs> yeah. Like you saw an alien that tore a guy in half, and you're like, oh, he hid like a bitch. Well, what I would you be doing? Shock. Would you be attacking yeah, right. the... <laughs> would you be attacking the... Oh, no, that's... Oh, you... I don't know. That's my favorite part of like the end of this movie, when like Charlie's just like... I don't even have a weapon, and I'm gonna run at him and throw a punch. I'm like, this is yeah. an eight foot fucking alien <laughs> right. with like claws that rip through steel. What? Are, first of all, why does this well, alien keep tossing him around the room? Like, just kill him. Like, yeah, uh, it's like, like this guy, this guy, this dude kills the alien because the alien's like, every time you attack me, I'm just gonna kick you down. But everyone else, I'm gonna rip their fucking torso in half. Right? I'm like, <laughs> That's why? True. Why is he yeah. allowing this guy? I know classic trope also the, the the toy dog what's you know it's right i also well speaking of the toy dog i want to talk about the scene where they arm it with what looks like bottle rockets so they put oh, like they put like rod, they yeah. put like six bottle rockets on it and they send this toy dog down a hallway after the alien right and um which which uh yeah and somehow when the bottle rockets go off like it demos a whole fucking wall. Like concrete comes <laughs> flying. Like, I didn't realize it was fuck. Bottle rockets could be C four. I've never lit a bottle rocket that I was like, oh yeah, that took out half the sidewalk. Like that's oh, yeah. not a thing. <laughs> like, no. What the fuck was happening? No, I mean, I mean, if that if that wall is that weak, you could have just fucking ran through it at that point. 
<laughs> like, like right it's like american gladiators with that fucking wall but uh yeah uh yeah i don't know this movie right. this movie 100 percent deserved the 72 dollars that it got and no not a cent more i gave i gave this fucking thing a nugget and a half out of five that is Damn. it wow nugget and a half out of five that's not worse our... than a wes anderson movie yeah wow almost worse Almost. What was the um? The re- what was the, with the mannequin scene? So I, it didn't. There was really nothing to it. Like the room. Or, I guess that was it, just a storage unit full of mannequins. Is what? Yeah, I get that. So like he was trying hiding, to scare you. But it was. It was well, way too long. Where the guy was like just looking at mannequins, just touching them. Yeah, it was weird. It was, it yeah, was it didn't make sense. And then the other guy dies, and then that guy's like in shock there or whatever. Yeah. I have a question: How did that second blonde chick live? Like, so so there's like you know there's all the characters and the mics and the Charlies and blah blah. And I love also what I also loved about this movie was they're trying to work like a uh, you betrayed me like three-way love plot like you know mm-hmm. that's my ex and you fucked her and blah blah why is that even in this movie i love when they just do that in horror movies they're like yeah. oh you know it'd be great if like the guy and like his best friend like his best friend like fucked this girl and it was over and you're like you don't need that like a these creature effects are amazing fucking amazing the kill scenes are fantastic just make it about a bunch of dumb fuckers stuck in a storage unit and yeah fucking rip them to pieces you could you could have literally cut out half just, the fucking just, unnecessary just drama amazing unnecessary drama exactly um but but for some reason there there's so there's the main guy charlie who wrote and directed this no prize no surprise he lived there's his girlfriend which okay yeah i could see her living too but then her other friend the blonde girl lives I did not understand that whatsoever. Like the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, when does this chick die? Like, this is weird that she is still alive in this movie. Is it because she didn't take her top off? Like maybe if she took her top off, she would have died. But no, uh, it was, no, it's cause, <laughs> I was it's like, cause, why is she alive still? This doesn't make any sense. You know what? You know what probably was? They ran out of money to like just brutally murder her. <laughs> <A> death scene. They couldn't accept that. I will accept that. They couldn't afford another death scene. You know, it just feels very woke. The black guy and the two women live. I'm over it. No, <laughs> it's 2012. But um, I just you it, sound like a guy that wouldn't go see Barbie. <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. Fuck you. <laughs> I just I just thought it was incredible that like the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, oh, this chick's gonna fucking die, and then she like lives, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Like, why is I she mean, still alive? Every time she like does something, like the one scene she like grabs the fire extinguisher and like shoots the fucking alien, which um I have dubbed the uh, what did I say? What did I say? He looked like a uh, pump pumpkin head xenomorph. I feel like he looked <laughs> like a like a weird pumpkin head oh, yeah, horror movie, but he had like xenomorph tendencies. Like he'd crawl on walls really yeah. fast and shit. Yeah. Um. And then, but he had like a bug mouth, which was I guess a little predator. Like I don't know. Uh, obviously Charlie mix. obviously Charlie yeah. was a big fan of all those movies but um I was just like why the fuck is this girl still alive but yeah I don't know um I will say I guess I'm going but um I appreciate well, I, I appreciated the one Jaws <laughs> shot I don't know you know if you guys noticed that when like uh the blonde who lived um she like turns you know they're trying to get in like a door put a key in or some shit like that and she like turns and she's like i think it's coming and it does like that like zoom in zoom out or like move in zoom out kind of jaws pan i was like oh cool and there's a lot of good shots in this movie 
which you know kind of brought it up for me a little bit like there's that one scene where charlie's like he's like in like a four-way kind of hallway fork in the road intersection in the storage unit and he's turning slowly but the camera's spinning quickly and it just is great tension like i'm like oh one of these times something's gonna pop up like just the way the camera work was in this was i thought really good and um yeah i guess yeah that's everything i got um yeah yeah. and my other note just great creature effect my three-word review is great creature effects and i give it three stars honestly i give three stars i thought it was well made like good camera good creature effects just a fucking monster movie um oh to note which i kind of mentioned earlier so i found this and told you guys i don't know if you watched it too but it was a netflix like kind of or not netflix amazon like third-party streaming service called monsters and nightmares streaming uh we got i got this free for like a week right now to watch stuff on it but i think i'm gonna re-up because what an incredible streaming service for someone who's a horror fan it's called monsters and nightmares like i'm in i'm in i'm gonna watch some so much fucking shit on this this is is brian's wet dream right now i it sounds fucking incredible yeah um and i'm telling my coworker jason about this because he fucking loves horror movies too i'm gonna be like dude there's a streaming service called Monsters and Nightmares. <laughs> like, get on it. Um, but yeah, three stars or three nuggets. God damn it, three nuggets. I liked it. Rotten Tomato score twenty three percent. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys forgot about me, but I was going to do my review. No. Oh, hey, what's up, man? Hey, how um, you doing? We we missed you. I don't really have anything to add because. Uh, <laughs> We've, I mean, we've already discussed, like, my notes were, why are there so many people hanging around in this storage facility, <laughs> yes, which we already right. talked about. Um, I said it was great. Um, I said a really good job on the makeup. I thought at the beginning it was, the pacing was a little slow for me, but I get they were yeah. trying to build that tension, you know, and yeah. I don't know. Um, so I gave it a two out of five. Okay. And my three word was storage alien wars. <laughs> that's good. Excellent. That that's was good. awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's all I got. It wasn't awesome. It was good, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was right. it was average. It was average. All right. Oh no, wait, <laughs> hold on. I'm sorry. Wait. The Rotten Tomato score is forty percent. It was twenty three percent for Jivish Road. Um, oh, so Pat, you improved your score. <laughs> yeah, oh, you all right. By picking a fucking title out of a hat. Okay. <laughs> Just yeah, by I not know, right? having Catherine Heigl in it. No, no, I picked. No, <laughs> by I removing went with... Catherine Heigl, it went up twenty percent. <laughs> um, actually, fun fun fact about Catherine Heigl uh, in this movie. I'm good. Uh, any, any oh. she generally no, she generally declines to like comment on it anytime she's asked about it in interviews. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna say she took her top off or something. You know, I was wishing I could say with women taking but their speaking tops of off this, today. I'm just saying, Jennifer Love Hewitt is taking her top off in at least one movie. There's, okay. there's a it, movie this director made that's starring a young Leonardo DiCaprio, and Leo's like trying to keep it. He took his top off under wraps. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's called Dom's Don's Plum, and the director like was following me on Twitter like back when it was Twitter. Oh shit! And. Uh, he like I think he sent me a copy oh, of it or something like a digital copy. Fucking serious! And I was like, we should try do, and watch this. I don't do know if he's still. I should I should see if I can reach out to him. Do a live. But episode? I think it, I think the weird thing is it actually grossed more than 
all our films. <laughs> More than five hundred bucks, and it was kept under wraps. But I, I don't know for sure. I'll have to, I'll have to double check on that. But it's amazing. Yeah, okay. a Maybe a future show. Let's do it. Anyway, speaking speaking of taking tops off, because Brian's clearly uh, feeling a vibe lately. Uh, he's warm in his house. Is what uh, clearly he's he's clearly a little warm. Um, <laughs> Look, Brooke that's why he's not. It. That's why he's not wearing a neck pillow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a neck pillow where I'm going. Take the neck pillows off, guys. <laughs> <laughs> neck pillows off, sh- tops off. Let's go, boys. Let's take it down to Pan in the Streams. And Brian, what's our what's our theme? We're Pan in the Streams. We're Pan in the Streams. All right. So I will be hosting Brian. next episode, and I have decided we will be doing 90s erotic thrillers. And yes, it has to meet all of that criteria. It has to be 90s, which is easy. Um, it has to be available on streaming. Uh, Pat, um, and it. it has to be erotic, so some sort of nudity, right? Some a butt or something, you know, and um, a thriller, you know, some sort of suspenseful, like they killed the husband, you know. Obviously, the more celebrated examples of this are Basic Instinct, Sliver, um, Fatal Attraction, you know, that kind of thing. Color of Night, which turns out a lot of people are aware of Color of Night, which I never fucking would have imagined. Um, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Who wants to go first? I can go I'll first. Go. Oh. Oh, okay. I'll go Never first. Mind. So for my nice All right, I'll go. <laughs> thriller, um, I chose a little movie called Under Suspicion. Oh. So this movie stars Liam Neeson and uh, Laura San Giancomo, who was not in a whole lot of stuff. But uh, uh, she was most most memorably as Kit in Pretty Woman. I think that's probably her most. Um... Don't forget, just shoot me. Oh, you're right. She was big and just shoot me. You're right. Good call. You're <coughs> welcome. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna read you the fucking <laughs> plot of this movie. Um, wait, is this? Hold on, I'm on uh, IMDb, and I want to make sure this is uh. So we're going with this. Okay. So apparently this movie takes place in 1959, which I didn't even realize that was a fucking thing. Um, Disgraced cop turned private detective Tony Aaron, played by Liam Neeson, falsifies adulteries for use as evidence in divorce cases. Great. He involves his wife as the fictional co-respondent for painter Carlo Stasio. But the pair are shot dead in a hotel room on a, uh, you know, um, in charge of the case is Frank, Tony's ex-partner on the Brighton Force. He's most like, his most likely suspects are Angeline, Stasio's mistress, who is set to inherit his house and pictures, and Tony himself, uh, parts of whose story don't seem to add up. So, um, Basically, what happens is <clears throat> Liam Neeson resigns from police force after sleeping with Hazel, played by uh, O'Neill. Tate. Oh, what's her name? O'Neill. Uh, Kelly. Tatum O'Neill. Yes, not Tatum. <laughs> a wife of the man whose house he was supposed to guard. In his new job as a fake private investigator, he helps couples get divorces by photographing Hazel's by photographing Hazel having affairs. So he sends his wife to have affairs with people. His wife gets murdered uh, during the job. And then Tony begins to 
Tony, while trying to solve the case, begins to have an affair with the dead man's mistress, Angeline, played by Laura San Giancomo, uh, while trying to prove his own innocence, you know, based on his whereabouts and stuff like that. Um, never seen this. I've never heard of this. Uh, it sounds fucking amazing. The plot is wild, and I am excited. Under Suspicion. Um, it is available on Pluto TV right now. So get on it before Pluto TV finds out we want to do this movie and takes it away from us. Um, <laughs> like all the other streaming services seem to be doing. Yeah, fuckers. Um, but yeah, that's it. Under fuckers. Suspicion, 1991. All right, Matt, you ready? Yeah, I am ready. I'm going to go with, uh, after searching, for, I kind of did a Google search for 90s erotic thrillers and one starred Ellen DeGeneres, which I was thinking of getting. Oh, oh I did see that Because one. that was interesting. <laughs> um, but instead, I went with another one starring Don, uh, oh God, Don Johnson, because he was Boom. in a few of these. But I'm going to go oh, with Double the, Tundra there. The, yeah, The Hot Spot. Oh, nice. The Hot Spot, never saw it. 1990 American neo-noir film directed by none other than Dennis Hopper. Based Are you serious? On, yes, based on the 1953 novel Hell Hath No Fury by Charles Williams. And um, it stars Don Johnson, Virginia Madsen from... Uh, um, oh, Michael Madsen's sister, uh, Candyman. Yeah, and, and she was a Candyman, yes. And uh, Jennifer Connelly. Holy and it also shit, I love it. features a score, I just saw this, by Jack Nitschke. Don't, don't know him, but it says played by John Lee Hooker. Know him, Miles Davis, Taj Mahal, Roy Rogers, Tim Drummond, and drummer Earl Palmer. So uh, that would have been up there in the 90s soundtracks <laughs> if I was aware of this. Um, but here's the, the basic plot. Harry Maddox, played by Don Johnson, is, is a drifter who settles into a small Texas town, taking a job at a used car, sales, or used car dealership. Uh, he proceeds to have affairs with the sultry Dolly Harshaw, played by Virginia Madsen, the wife of the dealership's owner, and pretty accountant Gloria Harper, Jennifer Conley, all while plotting to rob the local bank. When Harry is arrested for the robbery, Dolly provides him with an alibi, but when he plans on leaving town with Gloria, Dolly is understandably upset. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm sure crazy things are going to happen. And this movie is available, as of now, on Pluto, and also on Tubi. So we have uh, you have two options there. But yeah, the hot spot. 1990 noir noir crime erotic thriller Pluto TV. Nice. Tubi. Or not Tubi. Nice. All right. I guess this is my go then. It's going to be so good. Okay. All right. <laughs> so... What do you get? What movie do you get when you mix um, an an alleged uh, an alleged uh, child rapist, Christ, uh, one of the best dancers in Hollywood, and also the biggest dick in Hollywood, John Holmes, Jennifer Lopez, and Jeffrey Epstein? Okay, go ahead. Wrong. Pet Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. New Rose Hotel, starring. Christopher Walken, Willem Dafoe, and Asia Argento. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? New Is she Rose, the one? 
New Rose Hotel. New Rose Hotel. Okay. I Sounds is Asia Argento the one that was married to Bourdain? They weren't married, but yeah. They weren't married, but they were together. She was the and, uh, one. That, yeah. She's they also were, the one. They were together. She was she the one was, that he obsessed yeah. over her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and she was also the one that uh, oh, Harvey sexually assaulted the seventeen-year-old uh, Jimmy Bennett. Oh, wasn't she also sexually assaulted by Harvey Weinstein? I feel like she was prominent in that case. Allegedly, yeah, yeah. she was. Yeah. That was, and then she's also the daughter of Dario. Argento. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, what a we just what a name dropped rate. a lot. Boom. In like a yeah, that was, that was there was a lot. There was a lot there in like three what, seconds. What year is uh, you got new year on New Rose Hotel? Um. But anyway, yeah, New Rose Hotel. It's on Tubi. The I'm just gonna lead read the tagline. Two businessmen are hired to steal secrets from a rival and decide to use a beautiful call girl to do so. Um, nice. made in 1998. It's definitely got some story. Yeah, I know, right? Um, apparently it's a <laughs> cyberpunk, uh, thriller. Oh, interesting. So this should be so this should be real interesting. Um, but yeah, and by the way, the biggest dick in Hollywood is not in reference to his attitude towards people. No, it's Defoe, baby. Yeah, Defoe <coughs> literally has the biggest dick in Hollywood. They had to uh, in uh, Last Temptation. They had to edit it smaller because no, Scorsese to, was like the body, I the body the double. Body You're double. right. They used yeah. the body double because Scorsese was like Jesus would not have that cock, bro. Um, we need something different. <laughs> in, in the in the lighthouse, they had to make the actual lighthouse bigger <laughs> because you know scale. You know they they say when uh when a woman walks into a room and sees the size of it, she faints because she doesn't know how she can handle it. You sure it's not because she just met William Defoe? It might be both. It could be both, possibly. I mean, also, if I William met... Defoe seems like a nice guy. I don't think he's like out like, "Hey, check me out." Like, no, no, he's... not at all. He's not. No, he's, he's not, not right? swinging it. He's not like yeah. Lyndon B. Johnson, where he well, f- Pat's kind of his... implying it. He's just like my bad. No, no, I think what uh, William Defoe's like more. more <laughs> he's more subtle about it. He's yeah. a little more subtle, whereas Lyndon B. Johnson would literally just slap it out in front of people all the time. Oh, so he was the Louis C.K. of presidents, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well. Louis C.K. asked, though. <laughs> yeah, Louis C.K. did it. <laughs> <laughs> he proceeded to do it without an answer, but LBJ yeah. never Linda, asked. LBJ, would, LBJ just slap just... It, would just slap it in front of people, and they'd just be like, whoa, that's that's huge. Wow. <laughs> just slapping it. <laughs> just Yeah. And just, just slap it out. Just slap. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> just, just, just hanging out at cabinet meetings like he's Paul Rubens in a porn theater. <laughs> <laughs> On vacation. I was going to say it. I'd hate to go on vacation with him. <laughs> I'm never staying in a hotel room again. Okay. <laughs> but what about those Airbnbs, though? Some okay. crazier, some crazier shit's probably happened in some of those Airbnbs. Touche. Touche. Fair. Uh, yeah. See. So you can't win. So you can't win. All right, I think I think we're good. I'm excited. All right, these yes. sound great. I love it. Never, I I don't think I've seen this any. Would be fun. I've never seen any of these. Never seen I'm, any of these. Was, that's kind of what I was going for. I was trying to go for something that you haven't seen. Yeah, this is great. Has, has Brian cool. seen it? Fucking Brian, great. Have you seen any of these? I have never seen any of these. Okay, good. All right, so music. That's right. yeah. music for maybe one of the last times after we talk about copyrights, especially with advertisements. Yeah. But um, okay, so I have the Jennifer Love Hewitt song "Let's Go Bang" queued up. Um, uh, I'm just gonna play a little bit for you guys, and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna 
I'm gonna do the song I want to do. But anyway, that's okay. fine. So this is so this is let's this bang is it called out. Let's go bang by Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, released when she was about six, 16 years old, right? Because if I'm looking at the year right, yeah, I would have been 12. So yeah, she was 16 to so the day. Real, so it's a real banger, is what you're saying? Song? Oh wow! She might be, maybe she's singing in the, uh, like she's a firework. Baby, you're a firework. A firework that just demos an entire wall. When yeah, you like that's an alien. the perspective okay. she's singing from. So yeah, that's that. But what I really want to play, oh, that song sounded like it was from the fucking '80s. It would have fit right in. It's tough. Um, I was going to... Should I play Trouble by Shampoo? Like, so you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Come on. And then... But I, I really wanted to play Cool Shaker. Okay, hold on. You know what I'm talking about now, right? Oh, I've heard this song. Yep. This fucking song is in... You know, it's going to be stuck in my head. You got it. It's going to be stuck in my head, man. Yep. Movies shows like I feel like this is everything from the nineties. Sounds like race over K pop. Well they sound like something like characters from Cats movies. No super that's British. That's... Nice try though. Nice, nice uh, try, though. Uh, okay. This is, that wouldn't so, even be anyway, mine. That's, that shit's straight up fucking 90s. But I want to play the Cooler Shaker song from I Know What You Did Last Summer, their version of Hush, because it's fucking good. All right. Uh, yeah, so good night, everybody. Um, good night. Good, good morning. morning. Watch our 90s erotic talk. <laughs> watch our films. Watch everything. Go back and listen to our previous episodes. Oh, okay. Thank, nice. Thanks to Great our newest, review. Thanks to our newest fans, such as Rebecca, for... Listening, going back and listening to our old episodes and laughing at our asses. Yeah, and Mike, that guy that we talked to at uh, you know, the bar <laughs> that we didn't mention yeah, last Mike. episode. Yeah, yeah, Mike. If you if you haven't listened to us, I hope you remembered us, but you didn't. Oh, was like that when? That's one of the nights you guys were. You yeah, guys were we, we were out. hanging out without you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. When, when we saw Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, motherfucker. <laughs> oh shit! What did I do? Oh come on. No, Margot Robbie. Shout out Margot Robbie. She's an avid listener. Well done. All right. Well, she was until she heard. This Pat. is a uh, wow. Coolest shaker with a cover of Hush, uh, Deep Purple's Hush. No tequila.
then it'll immediately cut into going streaming, <laughs> going streaming. Oh, speaking of sweet, good shit. 